Does the Black Moon howl? Only for those with an unwavering desire to hear the truth. Access granted. You have been selected for an opportunity. An orientation as a trusted associate, if you will, into the secured, contained, and protected files of the Foundation. SCP Unredacted distributes new files for review, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, on secure channels on YouTube, Spotify, and scp-unredacted.captivate.fm. Hey there, SCP fans. My name is Grigori Karpin, and this is Simply Creative People the show about SCP creatives, be they authors, artists, or off-site content creators like YouTube and TikTok. We're focused on bridging the gap between various fans and serving as an introduction to different concepts and stories on the wiki. So, many welcomes to all, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to Simply Creative People. Uh, We did not have a massive delay this time. Uh, (laughs) It's only been about a week, which is good. Um, But we're here, back again. That's Uh, one way to look at it. That's right. Yeah, it's been kind of a weird week. Um, So, we are here to talk about some more horror-based SCPs. Um, My name is Gregory Carpin, and joined as always with my lovely co-host. I am afraid I am Harry Blank. Uh, and uh, joining us again, Disadron. Hello. Hello. It's good to be back. It is. It's very good. It's good for you to be back. Yes, we are happy to have you back. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. Honestly, I like it anytime we have repeat guests. Uh, it's really quite fun. Yes, you're not actually a real. You're not part of the union unless you come back at least once. <laughs> I mean, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. That opinion doesn't change over the next two hours or however long we <laughs> spend talking. I'd say the odds are extraordinarily low. Yeah, very unlikely. Uh, I think we're good. Uh, But yeah, we had such a good time when we did this thing right around Halloween, uh, horror SCPs, that uh, by the end of it, you Harry had suggested we should just do it again. And, you know, honestly, it's just a brilliant idea. So (laughs) we had such a good time that we went to like two hours and 45 minutes and I actually had to leave, which I didn't even think was going to happen. And so I didn't mention it beforehand, (laughs) but we we just got so into them. Um, And Dissadron brought like so much detail to the articles that we're talking about. And it was fantastic. So I figured we've got at least another episode out of this, which is great. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, it is, it it is awesome. Um, Last time we did have a kind of a hard out and it sounds like we do again today. So why don't we skip creative core for now and we can just kind of get into some articles unless you guys uh, feel strongly about talking about writing horror. I didn't even, I didn't even look at the topic, but I generally don't until the last second so that my answers are more, <laughs> are more honest. Um, and also because I'm lazy. <laughs> yeah. Dip in tea. What did you think I was? I was carefully preparing my answers to Creative Corner. Or... <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it, either way works. It's always good responses, so I don't mind. What well, What was the topic for Creative Corner? Let's well, see. You know, uh, writing horror. You know, because last time we were talking about why horror matters to us, and I thought you know, need to. I didn't need to read that ahead of time. I don't. Yeah, I, I, was... <laughs> I don't write horror on the horror website. <laughs> but yeah, we do have kind of a hard out. So why don't we just kind of get right into the articles? That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> there was such a delay there. It's going to sound well, so good. No, it's no. It's because it's, Gregory is recording for all of us. 
for this episode, which means I need to make sure that my push to talk, uh, my, um, my, my speak to talk, speak, what, what, what's the opposite of push to talk? Help me out here. I just woke up. Um, um my, the thing talk? where it picks up your voice, <laughs> the, th the thing where the microphone only transmits on discord if you're talking. And if, if I just open the Coke can without starting to talk first, it won't pick it up and then it won't be on the recording. And it, that's just unacceptable. It would be a betrayal uh, to our fans to to establish protocols. Yeah, it's necessary. It would be like a Paul is dead, Sergeant Pepper's clue sort of thing, where people would be like, "That episode's not real because there's no Coke can opening in it." It's all engineered by AI. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! Don't even get me started. Yeah, no, no. Um, yes, yeah, so articles. Yeah, articles. So actually, uh, just John, uh, we're—I think we're gonna start with yours, unless y you don't want to start with yours. I am more than happy to start <laughs> off. Okay. Uh, so yeah. yeah. So we each oh, just like last time. Just Um. So just basic kind of outline sort of stuff. We we all just like last time picked two or three uh, or four in my case but they're pretty short uh articles uh to talk about that are all kind of in one way or another horror based so yeah sounds uh, good yeah this first one you Wait, picked... Meant... i picked pig articles again damn it it happened twice <laughs> in a row <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the pig articles are amazing um, apparently the only thing desadron is afraid of is pigs well they you know Fair, uh, you know. it is fair. They're allowed to carry guns. <laughs> a hey, a cap that took me way uh, too long. A pap. Got him. A pap. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of how that acronym actually works. Uh, yeah. All right. So we started off with this drawn You picked out Apotheosis of the Rat by Uranium Empire, which is a good segue from All Cops Are Bastards because this is about Ronald Reagan. It's perfect. <laughs> All Ronald Reagans are bastards. Well, that's fucking true. It's absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, someone would make a hub so we could have all the Ronald Reagan articles in one place on the wiki. Yeah, I can think of. I think at least three. <sighs> there's quite. There's quite a few. Uh, why did I? Why did I pick this one? Because um, it's horrifying. Firstly, it is. It is. I mean, it's horrifying. It sure is horror. It is yeah. the 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 tale of Ronald Reagan after after becoming president, being taken to a, a gloomy, dark lair beneath beneath the White House, where he meets spooky figures, shall we say, who are in large part connected to the American right and also Tsarist Russia. <laughs> I chose this because it is just. As, as with all of Yui's work, beautifully, beautifully written. The imagery is phenomenal, and the the three icons of evil that Reagan ends up speaking to are each beautifully. Again, there's that word again. Beautifully crafted <laughs> and and unique, and they each have a very distinct voice and aesthetic, and it's incredibly unnerving throughout what it what it essentially is and I'd, I'd highly recommend that everyone everyone give this a read it's a conversation and not much 
happens beyond the discourse between the characters and yet there is this tension this unnerving atmosphere throughout it which just leaves you by the end of the piece even though nothing big has happened nothing truly eventful has has occurred you just leave with this sense of dread in your stomach and to to conjure that up without actually doing much is incredibly skillful it also, as with all of Uranium's articles, has an incredibly sharp political political edge to it. It yes. has something to say, and it's all all the better for it. But what did uh, what did you two think of this? It doesn't pull the punch on the stuff that it has to say. That's what I find always particularly good with UE's stuff. It's just it's it is not afraid to make you step back and go whoa. <laughs> yeah, I I really liked how this is that that same thing that. Uh, GW had said previously, like this logical extension. Like so often, the best articles, the best SCPs and and tales are like, well, what if? Here's the premise, and the premise here is, as we already stated, Ronald Reagan has just been inaugurated, and he gets taken down to a secret room beneath the White House to talk to the, you know, the Illuminati or the powers that be. You know, these three, you know, ancient, uh, semi-immortal, disgusting corpse people. Um, <laughs> And how would you imagine that goes? Well, I imagine they all uh, are pretty awful people. Yeah. Well, how are they going to express that? Well, pretty obviously anti-Semitic, uh, and and also pretty obviously about like the 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 fact that the push of Christianity needs to be the most important thing uh, in Ronald Reagan's presidency, uh, yep. and, and what that means, and uh, you know, just I mean, there's they're making like blood sacrifices to ancient deities or they're discussing it anyway uh packs with ancient cabals of anti-semitic conspiracies and also the rant that's like about the fact that like how dare people think that christianity is about the jewish god because that's ridiculous uh, yeah. You know, the total, there's a quote, totalizing mission of Christ is not fought through feel good sermons or some quote unquote social gospel, but through crushing dominion over the secular humanist establishment. And I think my favorite part about this is how um, dumb and like sort of like sad and pathetic Reagan seems like he's like, oh, this is this is oh, I don't know. This is so he's not he's not offended by anything mm. anyone's saying. He's more just horrified by how directly honest and horrible they are. Um, but yeah, like that's that's the, one of my favorite bits about it is at the very beginning, he's just thinking before all this happens to him, he's just thinking about deregulating oil. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, he's still just thinking about deregulating oil. He doesn't actually have any kind of like programmatic um, disjuncture with what these people want him to do he's fine like the whole horrible thing goes on right. and then he basically like they they cart a statue of moloch into his office That's and right. shit and and then he just continues doing what he was going to do anyway because it, it's totally they're fine with each other really because reagan was terrible yeah i i like that the ultimate message of this is that you know uh establishment republicans and to an extent democrats uh probably just hardcore worship the devil and sacrifice babies you know like you know i mean like they're just let's just face it you know they're all just they they, the reason that the satanic panic was happened so they could distract themselves from the fact that they're the ones who want to want to want to you know worship the devil or or whatever it's just so i i like i said before i love how it's just like here's this premise let's just keep going with it 
Yes. And you're yes. right, Desiderata, it's just a conversation, but the implications of this conversation are just like, wow. Like, you're like, I, I, you get, I come away from it go, horrified, of course, but also, I knew it. <laughs> yeah and it's an it's an it's a concept that comes up in some of the other articles we'll talk today the the evil of the the system mm-hmm. and how certain individuals can be viewed as just a cog in the machine and yeah well that was a, a good observation yeah i mean i think there's a comment not every single article by uranium empire is about this but it frequently comes up how the Western Democratic, in quotes, uh, fairly right-wing Christianity-focused government has been pretty obviously against, you know, uh, oppressed minorities, uh, specifically often uh, Jews, but also all sorts of other people. And and the fact that that informs UE's horror in so many ways is... It's refreshing, honestly, because it you're right, it's political, but it doesn't really feel like there's much of a preachy edge to it. It's just like this observation uh, through a lens of, like, horrific absurdity. Right. It's, you know, it's so good. It's got a great title, too, man. Yeah. Apotheosis, oh, apotheosis yeah. of the rat. Oh, of the rat. So it's good. That's really good. And yeah. I think it's not just the, the satanic panic, which is the mirror, almost, in the projection, but also if you consider... Um, you know, old, I mean, it's not really that old, but blood libel and anti-Semitic yeah. conspiracy theory. You have it in the, in the article, anti, the anti-Semitic ramblings and rants as Phyllis Slatherly, I butchered that name, butchers herself a child. So there's a, there's a, there's there's a cleverness to it right and there's a cleverness in the imagery and and the way the article is constructed there's also you know and this is kind of different but the same in the sense that like how ironic it is that the first night of ronald reagan the the great fighter against the cold war the great warrior against russia uh (laughs) was originally you know uh advised by a, a, a you know a, a lich a version of a, of a czar you know czar peter or whoever nicholas i believe nicholas, yeah. right yeah you're right it's nicholas um it's just like that's so because you know let's face it like you know 20th century america is you know been fairly anti-russia obviously since the communist thing but like there's a lot of similarities between uh imperialist russia and america throughout oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> unbelievably so yeah anyway but yeah uh, I, 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 we've talked about it before but it, it always kind of shocks me how underrated and un dis- yep. un like just not discussed uranium empires works are like very commonly discussed amongst authors this is only a plus 57 and it's short and it's incredibly well written and it's just crazy it is it's always really irritating to me to see the numbers so over top of ue's articles <laughs> yeah because i ue's one of the few authors on the site that i regularly read things and just go i'm just so jealous like i don't know how <laughs> they do it i don't know how ua is able to like so frequently write something so readable so fun fun and you know in a, in a version of fun anyway um because <laughs> they're obviously pretty hard hitting um but like they're always like 
so wonderfully throughout informed by, you know, this very specific messaging and all of the trash fire that I've read so far has been like that. And it's for sure. It's just impressive. Though. But to be so heavy sometimes in content and yet to still remain digestible and accessible, again, a credit to UE's skill. Yeah, and whimsically horrible. Because this is... Yeah, this is that's fair, a good way to put it. it. This is whimsical. Like, it's it's if you just describe what happens in this article, it's like, that's ridiculous. And then you read it, you're like, kind of, oof, oof. Yeah, like, no, that's a good point. You know, it's, it's really hard-hitting, but it always just kind of feels wonderfully strange in, in, like you said, a very digestible way. Totally. My last, that's quite a good segue from the last point I'd like to make about the tale, which is... And I have no idea where this thought came from, so please don't question me on it. <laughs> I had I read the article and was just lying in bed at night, and had this imagery come through of the the three, you know, the the three evil ghouls of the the tale, as Saturday morning cartoon villains oh, yeah. or yes. adult grim villains or something. In that they're so they're so their their description is so. Detailed, yes. but also to such an extreme, um, you can really imagine it. I, I at least, can, and you can tell me if I'm crazy if if if, uh, if it is. Um, you can really imagine it, kind of animated, and then their mouths kind of moving up and down, kind of you know, low budget kids' yeah. cartoon way. Totally. Yeah, I, I can no also imagine them. I, I could also see it as a Venture Brothers sort of thing for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Or like uh, early 20th century like political cartoons uh, that oh, yeah. used to appear yeah. in the newspapers yeah. and stuff like, which is yeah they like, were often really horrifying too so right yeah. and like really horribly racist and what's again this is Yui using the the tactics of like the horrible oppression of media to like depict like actually the people in power or the people the the monsters uh, which you know right. surprises none of us I'm sure no not at all but okay. Uh, the next one you picked was SCP-7808 by Notorious, uh, and it is personnel requirements. And I had not read this one before, and it is fucking incredible. Nice it's brand so new article, big. too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I read this, and it, it's definitely the last article I read, which... You know how sometimes you, you, you open up new pages, you click on something in... From LC, which is like a, a Discord bot which lists out the most recently created articles, and you go in with no expectations and no idea of what it is that you're about to read, and just lose yourself in a fantastic article. It's it's one of my favourite experiences on the wiki, and you can't engineer it, you can't um, manufacture a situation in which that happens, except for for reading and reading regularly, and yeah, this is this is an article in which I mean, Gregory, do you have a an elevator pitch already written out for it, or would you like me to to I, give it? I do. Yeah. So go for it. You, so, I don't want to steal your thunder. This is written in this <laughs> very sloppy. Yeah, I mean, I do like kind of just giving the 
basic pitch and then kind of <laughs> expanding upon it. So this is written in this very sloppy way, but it's written in a sloppy way specifically because uh, there's a notice at the front that says the following files under unreviewed by senior con containment specialists. And what's implied throughout is that the foundation is having like significant shortage of personnel, that they're like uh, overwhelmed by the amount of anomalies and they're, they've assigned this very junior researcher to what they think is just a safe um, anomaly, which is a small ring that magnetically uh, or an anomalously attracted to hands. Once it gets on you, it stabs several spines into your finger and starts to suck the life out of, and then footnote says marrow, question mark, blood, question mark, out of you. Uh, it's currently attached to Audrey's hand in containment. It's just Audrey hand in in cell 81-a4 uh, a floor above my office <laughs> which is all written by logan a Ayers. um they're super short staffed so you know they're basically just you know uh, assigning it uh randomly uh or not randomly but they, they think oh well this is a junior researcher it's safe this should be fine um and he tries to get on the um skip net and to discuss with the director and he like threatens to kill the director uh which gets a prompt and is weirdly understanding because of the situation that they're in uh and then says okay if you want to be reassigned just contact your researcher um and most of this happens in this sort of text exchange it's a very short article um and i just want to read a little bit of it um the logan is saying well i'm guessing that the object magnetic pull gets stronger over time we woke up one morning with a hole in our ceiling and a ring on her finger after that it was just a matter of days before she bled out uh and the, the supervising re researcher is like did you try cutting off the hand <laughs> to which logan doesn't respond just is like ellipsis and then the researcher the senior researcher is like logan what happened well, I requisitioned a saw from the medical department, but they were so backed up they couldn't deliver our request. So we got the biggest, heaviest metal door we could find and slammed it on her hand over and over again until it got mangled to the point we could pull it off. The researcher, senior researcher, only response is, did it work? And it, went, it immediately went to the other hand. So th this is like... It's really just one. It's it's such a series one style thing. There's this ring that gets attracted to fingers, and then it bleeds you out. Uh, the premise is kind of like whatever. It's the way that it's handled in this. The horror of it, I think personally, is the like nonchalant, like bureaucratic way that they're treating this. This is clearly not just another researcher, but Logan's, you know, partner. Um, and Achi's now dead because this ring was, uh, you know assessed poorly as safe that it could pop itself through a containment lab and into a fucking domicile like that <laughs> rest in peace Audrey yeah poor Audrey so what did you want to say about your pick <laughs> <laughs> you've hit the nail on the, on the head there Gregorius as to one of the, the reasons why I really really like this article and it was what you said about it being series one-esque in terms of you have that premise and the premise is it's a ring and it makes you bleed and right. okay cool and then it's what you do with it i think the the most obvious comparison to me is to scp 4183 which is 
I think it's a vase which, if you look at it, it exsanguinates you and you lose all your blood or something to that effect. But then the story that's told is these three containment robots who... <laughs> apologies. Uh, who are looking after this vase in a post-apocalyptic society oh, where right. humanity has gone yeah, extinct. Yeah, yeah you, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that was a, a, a noise of recognition. Yes, I do remember it now, yeah. And it's not... It's not the anomaly isn't interesting, but how it's used and deployed, and it sounds like such an easy concept to do. You write an anomaly and then just tell a story around it without really deploying it to that great an extent. But it's actually a really tricky skill. I've tried to do it several times, failed on every attempt. So it's it's one of those things which, if you do it well, it looks masterfully easy. Um, so really, really impressed with that. Um, I, I'm not sure if I, this is maybe a cheat submission for mine in that I'm not sure I'd call it horror, but it's certainly horrifying. Oh, it and counts. <laughs> it definitely it, counts. Yeah, I think we talked about it last time. Like, I feel like anything that is, you know, informed by horror, because this is clearly like, the person who wrote this is certainly aware of the horror vocabulary, even if they didn't set out to set a, tell a story that was scary um it's disturbing certainly yeah and similar to apotheosis there's a political aspect to this right it can be seen as a commentary on on a variety of things from workplace safety regulations um you know what work takes from us the ethics of of the workplace and then I, I discussed this in one of the SCP Discord channels uh, to, to, to quite an extent when it first came out and the, the author was there too and someone asked the author if they were, were English and as you may be able to tell by accent, I indeed am from England, thank you for your apologies in advance. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and the I, it was a question that I was wondering as well and, and the author of this piece was was not from from the uk but we're currently going through a political uh situation of incredibly long wait times for ambulances incredibly long wait times in a and e potentially the return of well, well not so much potentially but the return of austerity and cuts to public spending public services right and i read this and was immediately thinking that it was an allegory for how you know when you cut budgets and stuff it's the people suffer and people ultimately die and that wasn't the intention with this piece but you know death of the author and all that stuff so it's, it's definitely what it's about whether it was meant to be about it or not <laughs> I yeah think in the, the in the author post they mention it's to do with workplace safety and is it is it osha you have in the yes. us mm -hmm. there we go something something along those lines so interconnected ideas for sure yeah I, I you know it's the reason osha got made in the first place was that workplace safety was kind of barely a concern you know um for employees uh it, it's still not strong enough in in many ways like most federal uh, things that protect employees uh in the u.s but you know the idea is why was that necessary in the first place? Well, the organization doesn't care enough about the safety and livelihood of its employees. It treats the employees like assets. And 
even if you don't realize that what you're trying to tell a story when you use that sort of informed by that sort of thing is you know bureaucracy you know bureaucracies and corporations and overall big hierarchical organizations uh don't give a shit about the little person and they i mean just the fact that like well i mean the senior researcher is aware that the audrey's dead uh and just wants to know the details oh did, did you did you try cutting off the hand oh oh <laughs> and this told this horrible horrible fucking story about how they took a metal door and slammed it until it collapsed the bones in her hand they could slip the ring off just the torture of imagining that situation um and if and if the author had actually described it in detail that w this would have been obviously a piece of horror um and then their only response is, did it work? N no, motherfucker. I already said she's dead. <laughs> no. Well, you know, we we need to know so we can, you know, add it to the con prox. <laughs> slamming your hand in the door, slamming your hand in the door over and over again will work. That so we need to be able to put that in there just in case. What about a window? <laughs> <laughs> just the idea that that the person tries to get a medical saw. Uh, but oh, sorry, we're, we don't, we can't. You know, like that's there's like layers to the fact that this organization is so backed up that it can't even give a shit about its employees to the point where like you can't even cut off your spouse's or partner's hand when it's you know cursed with a bleed ring or whatever uh, with a medical saw, which is already if that had to happen, that's already horrible. But no, that couldn't even work. We've got to use a, a, a metal door. <laughs> Yeah, you don't see you don't see a lot of stuff about how the foundation is um, hard up for cash, which seems like something somebody would. Have, it comes up occasionally, but you think it would be something that people play with a little bit more, and this is a good example of it. Yeah, I know people are like, uh, I see the complaint of oh, foundation bad. Yeah, we get it. Like um, that. That's would you know? There's a reason authors keep coming back to that because let's face it, it's a big. They are bad. Global <laughs> conspiracy, and that what's the, what is that representative of? That's bad stuff, obviously. But uh, I thought this was a really fun twist on that, even if it wasn't intentional. Yeah. But it's like it's not that they're bad because they like. It's just they're bad because they're just understaffed and don't give shit enough about their employees. <laughs> and I think as well there's. I mean, it's always entertaining to see the foundation as, as as the villain. But returning to kind of the the style of the article, I don't know about you two, but I always struggle when I'm writing to think about what the best way to tell my story is. And I'll often go through several redrafts of oh, yeah. showing something as a log showing something as an interview showing yep. it as an email chain xyz all of these things which you see throughout the wiki which you can deploy and have the advantage of the reader knowing exactly kind of what it is and how to follow it etc and this works and this 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 thought kind of came to me as you were talking griggs the this works really really well in having it being relayed to the reader and to the supervisor post post event and i don't think it would there, there's almost a the just the bluntness of yeah yeah got the biggest heaviest door slammed it on her hand yeah were you to be doing that through a, a real-time video log I, I don't know why it would lose some of the impact but for me it would definitely lose a lot of that 
it lose a lot of that impact and it's such a strong way to end, to end the article definitely yeah there's i mean i i think you know i don't know if we talked about this last time i think we maybe did but there's it's kind of two audiences for horror there's the people that really just want to see the crazy kills and just because they just think it's like oh wow you know they like gore and you know oh look at that crazy um, I, I love this character can you can this just be yeah. a recurring character I mean, it always blows me away when people are like oh, oh, wow. I, like, I like horror and then they just start listing off these movies that i'm like <laughs> oh those are terrible like why did you like that well because then jason you know takes the machete okay all right i get it i get it um and there's nothing wrong with that, uh, but I, I do think that if you sat there and described in real time this person crushing his partner's hand in a metal door in the most graphic depiction possible, I, I think I would, a, I'd be creeped out, but I would be more just like rolling my eyes. Uh, whereas the deadpan delivery of like, so then we did this, uh, is worse because now I'm just imagining it, which is so much worse than actually reading it. Yeah, because it's delivered as somebody who has been through something horrible and it's just right. dully dully and angrily describing it. Yeah, like numb except for, you know, resentment. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 great stuff. Firstly, echoing Harry's comments on the voices, more of those please. Um I think it's where the, Oh wow. <laughs> I think it's the the horror of the situation and the horror of 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 the article it doesn't derive from the door being slammed on the hand right? right so by showing that you're not really gaining anything there's no benefit to it the horror is coming from the world building and i didn't mention that at the start actually fantastic world building in this done in a very concise amount of words yeah um the yeah right like the horror is is kind of what led to this point and the Kind of so cold reaction afterwards of every everyone involved and yeah i think that's why it, it works as it does i answered my own question that's where the impact comes from <laughs> no yeah it's great um i don't know if notorious has done a lot of articles um but this feels like a really great weaponization of being like like a little bit unsure how to write an scp um, because if this was just perfectly clinical all the way through, it would lose something. This is more effective because it's written in this kind of slapdash way because you're communicating how messed up Logan is by this and the fact that there's no one here to like look over his stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's, uh, you wonder, is this a case of this is an early SCP written by somebody and they went, I don't totally have a handle on it, but I have a great idea for how to write an article right. where the person who's writing it doesn't totally have a handle on it, or whether they totally have a handle on it, and they knew that they could do a good format screw by writing it this way. Either yeah. way, it worked out really well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it works great either way. The execution... I would I would assume they do know. Um, yeah, me too. Because it's easier to just, just screw something up when you already know how it works correctly. Yeah, because there's a real subtlety <laughs> to the that's, to that's the, what i do with the podcast right i know how it's supposed to go that's why i'm so, so so perfectly capable of interfering with it and talking over people and derailing the conversation it's because um, i'm an expert <coughs> not because i'm lazy right of course not uh, that just helps <laughs> uh also i want you started to say something this time before we move on to the next one 
about the way that we convey information on in SCPs and how often we kind of see that. And it's not a complaint. It's just we have a limited repertoire of, of things that we can use to, to, to describe things. Is this going to be a log, a video log? Is there an interview? Is it just, you know, prose text kind of summarizing? This is, you know, I've seen it a couple of times, but this idea that it's like very immersively just showing us exactly what that person would see on the screen in the skip net. Although it does look like the UI from like, you know, 1984, but, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever the point is, it's, it's got a very immersive, uh, angle to it, you know, like it, it feels like you're actually watching this person trying to search for assistance through this horribly understaffed, uh, and underutilized, uh, inner, inner site communication system. It's, it's great. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so we go to a uh, classic author, uh, SCP-2529 by Kalanen, uh, Rest in Peace, which is SCP-2529 is a phenomenon primarily affecting electronic devices used to access information on an unsolved multiple homicide discovered in the late 1990s in Fordingham County, Vermont. Um, electronic devices used to access accounts of the events of the occurrence, as well as speculation and discussion concerning the occurrence itself, the identities and condition of remains discovered, or what party or parties may have been responsible, will anonymously cease operation despite the lack of any discernible mechanical or electronic defects. In the course of observing the anomaly, effects during experiment, blah, 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 with typing information related to the occurrence into a Microsoft Word 97 document, the following series of images uh, open spontaneously using port 97 pinball um, a hidden game embedded in the word processor uh, and this is like like the last one um, it's such a basic premise and can so easily be like kind of dismissed uh, as um, okay so this is an anomalous thing where it's erasing stuff that's about this homicide okay what, what's your point but without these images which are so wonderfully done um, that you know and they're, they're, there's eight, nine of them and they're very quick like sort of screenshots of messages that you know a ghost in the machine or whatever it is say and it is really excellently haunting So, does John, what did yeah. you... Yeah, go for it. I... What did I think of this? I I think it is worth prefacing this with saying there is an element of this one which, and it's it's certainly not a criticism, is of its time. I think it's, sure. it's nearly a seven-year-old article. Um, but I find it so i think you know there's were you to write an article on this nowadays it would be i think very different but i think it still stands up really well and i think in and of itself i think time time the reason i say that is time is very important to why why i picked this one um so i think seven nearly seven years old Still incredibly, incredibly pertinent in terms of the subject matter, and if anything, even more so now than when it was written, in terms of a commentary and on true crime communities and the internet's obsession with 
mysteries and unsolved mysteries and there was there's a high profile missing persons case in the uk right now earlier on this year end of last year there were there was a high profile um unsolved now solved i believe murder of of several individuals in in a, in a kind of house in the u.s somewhere apologies I, I forget the exact details oh that could be anywhere so at this, any time. Um, it, does, it doesn't matter the states are all the same they just pretend otherwise <laughs> oh. <laughs> americans um, are like hey my house five feet away from that other house is completely different because it's in nebraska ha instead of omastan or whatever omastan <laughs> <laughs> um and so kind of the idea of this anomaly playing with information and the transference of information from one party to another i think is quite interesting and then the images at the end are really freaky and the text of them doesn't do that much for me um it's you know it's better to sleep all children should sleep i wish my children would sleep i mean frankly that just sounds like a new mum of twins or triplets or something as opposed to, to a murder kind of associated thing but the image so the image um as as you mentioned gregory is of a microsoft word 97 pinball um interface with a bit of text on the side and a photo of a woman's face and i was looking at this image and was really curious as to where that image had come from and if you look in the licensing section and you see where it's derived from, it is from a, uh, what's the word to describe it? So it's a reconstruction of, I'd say it's a, it's a digital facial reconstruction of a murder victim from an unsolved crime. And if you open it up and you look at it on, you know, let me let me pop this link in our chat so you can see. All yeah, the I'm looking. I'm looking at them now, and it's uh, unsettling. In incredibly creepy. Oh and God. the the place where they were with the the murder victims. It's a for, for those listening. Uh, it's a picture of four victims: one adult, three children. Um, and it all, it's all very uncanny valley, which is then just amplified by the creepiness of the context. And it's based on a real murder, which, um, you know, four victims were identified in 1985, and then they, well, two were identified in 85, and then it took them 15 years to find the other two victims a short distance away. Um, and this happened in New Hampshire. And then the article which uh, we're talking about, 2529, is based within Vermont, which, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe are geographically Very close. in a close vicinity. Yeah. Um, it's where Bob Newhart owns an inn. What I find really interesting, and this is where the, the timeliness <laughs> comes in. So I, I wasn't, I didn't catch the geography joke, so I just ignored it. I'm no, don't worry about it. Nobody <laughs> no, no. will catch it. No, yeah, no, that reference please, is for first, no the one. First per- <laughs> the first person who catches that reference, please email us. What I do expect, they win? I Harry? expect to get a response two years from now. Uh, they win the award of being the oldest person listening to the podcast. <laughs> also, this uh, message is for Jackal, who I just saw said to someone else that I am, I am, I am in my fifties. No, I'm not. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, incredibly pertinent as Jackal actually remade yes, the right. images that we're looking at yep. as, as part of the licensing revamp. Um, right, what am I, what am I, what am I saying here, guys? Help me along. Um, <laughs> no, but so you're right. Article... It, it, the, the images are what make this, and it, it's 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 like so many articles from you know pre twenty eighteen um, aiming for and succeeding at a real fridge horror because. The, the the text leading up to it is all context and then you get these images that are these kind of like kind of haunting but then you start to think oh my god did she kill her kids or is she just talking about how it's better that her kids are dead it's just it's just creepy <clears throat> as fuck and okay i've got i've got back to to where i where i where i was interested in before the um simply creative people prize game show competition hour um, this article was published by Kalanin in J July 2016 mm -hmm. on this um, unsolved murder, which had been going on since 1985. And when he published this, and um, or I, I, I'm not sure what Kalanin's pronouns are. Apologies if I got those wrong. I'll default to they. Um, when they published this, it um, was unsolved and they didn't know who this anonymous woman from the facial reconstruction um photo was and then a few months later half a year later in spring of 2017 they announced the, the authorities announced that they think that they have a a suspect in mind for for who who potentially um, you know, was the, the perpetrator in the case, and they identify them. And then it's 2019, so uh, three years after the article is created, and this image of the of, of the digital reconstruction is used in, in the article and put into word pinball, where they, again, the authorities in real life, identify who the victims in the cold case are, and are able to kind of trace living family and stuff and i just found it's a really it's a good article in and of itself and i really enjoyed it and the images make it but then digging a little bit more into these images and finding kind of the context and kind of the story behind it i i found really fascinating and kind of a a really good example of how SCP articles or tales or whatever, which are always based on um, true crime, always based on on real life events, kind of go one of two way ways, right? In that it detracts from it or it really, really benefits it, and it's polarized and there's very little, in my opinion, very little gray area in between. Yeah. And for this one, I find it really, really interesting, and that that kind of trajectory that the case has been on over the course of the lifetime of the article and how actually kind of building in these the Kalinin's done very well at building in um the similarities and and the the likeness between the fictional and the real life case without overplaying without overplaying it and yeah i've reached the end of my train of thought on that one but yes very just interesting context and background i thought to the images used to have in this article no absolutely knowing that i hadn't clicked i didn't realize any of that it, it just adds it just adds it's 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 so haunting uh 
even more so because it's connected to a you know a real unsolved murder and it just kind of deepens that feeling of like uh quiet unsettling it on the other hand uh did not even remotely pass the Kalanen threshold not even by a mile uh what is the Kalanen threshold again it's a thing people won't shut up about even though it's stupid where Kalanen said any article that's an scp that didn't pass 50 in a year should be deleted this article didn't pass 50 in two years so it shouldn't actually exist that's a dumb idea. Look at, us, really do, look at us doing background research on these articles. Two different types, but still two, <laughs> two <laughs> interesting points. I'll do, I'll do background research as long as it's drama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay, but we do have a hard out, so let's keep going. Um, so Harry, we're going to switch to your picks. Uh, I think we should switch to yours because that way it doesn't matter if I get cut off because I won't mind and we can just do mine again in a third episode. We literally didn't do yours last time. Yeah, but that's I, fine because like, I'm the guy who doesn't know horror very well. <laughs> but you picked really good ones. So I did pick really good ones, Let's but just... I, think, I think we should do yours. Oh my god, fine. I'm not going to waste time arguing. Um, <laughs> you see? That's, that's good. I can uh, I can use the, the, the time limit against you. That's right. <laughs> Uh, the time limit. Like the time limit was two and a half hours. We never go over two and a half hours. We do all the time. Um, but anyway, we're we already fifty minutes in, which is slightly scary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's the true deal. horror: the passage of time. Well, that's true. This is it's just real. A permanent third co-host. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're never leaving. Keep, we just have to keep extending this episode into like three or episodes or four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so we'll, we'll do my picks. That's fine. Uh, so first one I picked was SCP-3914, which is necrocapitalism, uh, mm-hmm. which in a lot of ways um, is is such a me article. It's ridiculous. Uh, this is an author. <laughs> <laughs> this is an author called Young Meme, um, which I was not familiar with, but uh, this is this is a great. It's kind of an old-fashioned article in some ways. Um, but it's really, really, really terrific. Um, basically, the premise is uh, Amazon's board of directors are all anomalous uh, and in some way or another are connected to um, manipulation of people through like physicality. So like reanimating corpses to make them into mindless automatons or reanimating corpses to make them um, mm-hmm. kind of independent uh, automatons. Um, so what's or- the anomaly, though? the actual the anomaly is what's the what's the the part that's not real (laughs) right oh yeah exactly um you know (laughs) as the seats are vacated the successors inherit these anomalous effects so it's something to do with the board so like pretty clearly like hey guess what amazon is evil which you know um when was this yeah when was this this is 2018 so i feel like that was just becoming very obvious to all of us (laughs) just (laughs) slightly ahead of the curve <laughs> yeah um and you know the, the 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 way that this is handled is pretty straightforward um you know it's a table that kind of goes through each of the uh nine uh, board of directors and, and what their anomalies are um and it turns out the reason that they even find out is because the board was trying to infiltrate the foundation by killing and then reanimating an mtf agent um but my favorite part is how you know this is all allegory okay how evil is this massive corporation and then it gets to the end and the way that amazon is taking direct action against the foundation uh 
because they're clearly not containing them, um, is to like get in the way of their supply chain and like yes. in- interfere with their ability to get like important um, containment technologies or even just like basic, you know, uh, you know supplies for the way that the sites work um not to mention the fact that several cemeteries near the foundation sites have had like significant um grave robbing incidents where the apparently they think amazon is either either trying to like gain info by reanimating foundation agents as if the foundation is just like yeah we're just gonna bury them in the next door graveyard um (laughs) or or you know trying to like create army to like mess with the nearby foundation sites it's just this like i mean you know it's surprising no one the first article i pick is about how capitalism is evil um but like it's such a just like apotheosis of the rat it's like okay well what's your premise your premise is that the board of directors at amazon are evil like necromancy anomalies liches or whatever um and then like let's just like go nuts with it (laughs) i'm trying to think of an acronym which is scp which could be used for the next door graveyard to every site (laughs) and obviously the c could be a cemetery but if i get past that point i'll come back to you yeah i i similar to you love the ending of this because it's oh, we've got this super, we're having to deal with this super evil monopoly that keeps on buying up everything, etc, etc. And what does the Foundation decide to do? The Foundation decide that due to strain put on Foundation resources by these economic attacks, uh, they've issued a formal request to O5 Command to purchase the remaining supplies, bringing production directly into Foundation control. If you can't beat them, join them. Just, you know, try and create your own monopoly and... um, (laughs) you know stifle the marketplace and all of that stuff and (laughs) kind of this this was and this is another one right of system versus um you know individuals and i was really surprised with by as you go down the list the table of all of the board members and it gives you the board member name and the date they joined amazon and then what their anonymous ability is they say jeff bezos till last and you kind of go down and you're like oh i can't wait to see what it is and then it's none uh jeff bezos appears to be a scp 3914a instance used as a public figurehead and part of me in my own head canon canon all of these board members are amazon zombies and no one knows actually who's behind it or where the the thing started off right um and i think it's i i read this and and the the bit about bezos and kind of initially had this like huh that really i'm not quite sure how i feel about that in terms of i can absolving of responsibility and i think for me and my tastes and interests i'm fine with it i thought it's it's an interesting then went to the discussion page and there's a few people who have talked about it there um but yeah i thought this was really good really well written and another kind of example of um doing something very heavily based on the real world but not um but but that 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 does stand well on its own as an article yeah absolutely um the thing i would say you, you know usually i would be all for uh, ostracizing and demonizing the person who's actually behind it, you know, in this case, Jeffrey yeah. Bezos. Um, but I like 
I probably wouldn't have written it this way, but I like that the way that the author decided to like completely undermine any importance to Bezos, because this is yeah. like a, yeah. a very funny way of saying he's really stupid. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You know why he's stupid? He's he's a zombie automaton. That's why he's. Stupid. Yeah, it's like Jeff Bezos is not the mastermind of anything. <laughs> uh, which you know, I mean, in the real world, is unfortunate how often stupid people have lots and lots of and lots of money, but. Um, Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. And and Bezos, <laughs> and Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is just another example of, you know, when people complain about quote unquote politics in SCP, and it's just like there's so many good examples of funny, you know, kind of disturbing. Because um, this is both. This isn't horror in the traditional sense. Again, it's it's more just the implication of like, if we sat there and actually described this uh these board meetings or the fact that they're raising up you know armies of the undead but the only reason they're doing it is to staff their warehouses you know there's this really hilarious um uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek satire to it um like all the good horror, i think like most of the good horror out there mm -hmm. um, and 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 it's so often you know like we talked about in the first episode horror and comedy are so often the subject matter the the genres that like directly you know, hold up a mirror to society. Um, right. And this does that, you know, really well. In, in a very, you know, obvious and preachy way, but but in a way that is stupidly funny. Uh, it's just like, what, they're zombies? And they're making other zombies? This is what? <laughs> right. Uh, and, you know, anything that shows the horrors of capitalism uh, is uh, pretty <laughs> fun. Cause, yeah, it, it has that sort of... Um vktm feel to yeah, it yeah almost yeah like the the the, the 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 comedic over the top criticism of of cap of capitalism although it doesn't have the the plausible deniability that you always <laughs> <laughs> slide in there so you can go what it's not about capitalism it's about media um <laughs> there's nothing victim has never done a political thing in their life it's never political at all and there's also a, a, a bit of uh even though we didn't know about it at the time, a bit of the procurement and liquidation department stuff that we yes. worked on. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't know about this, to be honest. Um, yeah, same. Because that second cause... one that that it helped me write, which was yeah. directly about you know uh, taking online, over the uh, online uh, uh, marketplaces. I don't know if I would have written it, uh, and even though it's very different, I sometimes get a little bit you know scared away from an idea if I see something too similar. I think we're all a little bit like that. Yeah, my, first, my very first one would not have been written if I had actually known about the extremely famous mirror monster that everybody knows about. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, when I was reading this, I was like, oh, God, I wish I could like find this author and be like, hey, can we can we make this P&L? Because this would fit really well. Yeah, yeah, for sure, right? <laughs> Especially uh, the idea of them, them, them trying to um, beat Amazon at their own game at the end sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so for anyone that doesn't know, uh, Harry and I last year, as part of the, um, what contest was that for? Was that? It was the department contest. Department contest, you and, right. you and I and Ip. And Ip uh, wrote about, and it was Ip's idea, and it was a great idea, the procurement and liquidation uh, department, which is about people that handle anomalies and the containment of anomalies purely through, like, economic means. Um, and we had a fucking blast writing. I mean, I think we ended up doing like seven articles and now yeah, we did a whole bunch. now there's ten I, I still gotta ask for a tag but I still reference it every once in a while me too uh, alright uh, let us move on to something by Robertson uh, who is 
an author I really, really like. I like a lot of their stuff. I know they're not really around anymore. They can be a little controversial. Uh, but uh, I really like their, their <clears throat> writing a lot. Uh, and this is Theogenesis uh, by Robinson. Uh, it's a tale. Um, it's a man who has like a hunting dream. Um, and when he wakes up, uh, he's inspired to write a book of short stories. Um, and after he publishes it, he gets sort of like immediately accosted by some strange people um, <coughs> demanding to that he explain the, 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 the nature of the book and, uh, uh, and, and to explain the secrets of it. And he has no idea what they're talking about. And as the story progresses, he talks to more and more people who have read the book uh, and they all feel like they're being watched. Uh, he gets letters from fans asking to join him with the attempt to welcome the quote-unquote true gods as they descend. Um, and <laughs> he's basically, like, opened this door to an eldritch horror. Um, it's It's got a very classic strange fiction feel to it, uh, but in a very modern way, I think. Um, and there's just this really great kind of... It's a bit of a spoiler, but, like, I think the journey is the ride uh, is the point here. Um he's basically being talked to by this whatever it is uh and as you're beginning to understand said the voice what have you done to me i've done nothing you came to me you found me in the folds of the universe this is the consequence of your act and again his act was just to write a book of short stories <laughs> and i just think there's something so wonderfully um early 20th century uh creepy you know the the warnings against being too curious uh and maybe maybe a discussion of of the 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 dangers of being in the creative world <laughs> right yes it's not safe so everybody stay out and don't compete with us <laughs> yeah just don't 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 it's terrible don't do it <laughs> and then you don't create for a little while and then you feel guilty because you haven't been creating it's it's all it's bad. Don't write books. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you guys think about this? I really enjoyed it. I think my favorite interpretation of and deployment of fifism is anything which is true to the, the original vibes of SCP-1425. It's classic, standard Eldritch horror, but done really, really well. Um, it's a slightly basic comparison to make when something is Eldritch and also to do with writing, but I, at times, got quite strong in the mouth of madness uh, vibes from the piece. Mm. I thought my, my favorite part was towards the beginning. I thought that the, the standout scene was when he is initially accosted by strangers within his home demanding what the what the book means and and demanding that he he reads their their scrawled notes within the margin and the characters aren't named the, the I, i'm not sure actually that any of the characters are named yeah i don't think so within the piece but the the visiting characters aren't with us for that long a time and i was kind of waiting for them to come back um, as the as the piece went on, and they never do. I'm constantly left disappointed. Um, <laughs> but they're they're not with us. The scene doesn't last that long a time. But each of the three characters introduced for that short stay 
I thought were quite well defined within the the confines of the word count and they each stood out they had their own idiosyncrasies and were all people that I would never ever want to find in my house late at night as, alone you know as individuals let alone all three of them together do you have a tier list for the ones you would want <laughs> <laughs> to just show up in your house they all beat you two no Aww. offense Aww. um yeah i really like there's a lot of really good characterization here um with a lot of ruinson's writing honestly um <clears throat> everything i've read anyway uh and there's this real sense of like the the hapless uh i don't even know how to describe our protagonist but like he he's the one that's opened the door to this or they actually i don't know if it's ever clear which gender um the author is you know sort of facilitating unknowingly some terrible fifthest god coming into to our reality uh and my favorite part is how consistently people are like you didn't know <laughs> like they're, they got a knife to him and like the reason that they don't hurt him is because he has no fucking idea <laughs> it's, oh he's j he's not a liar he's just an idiot there's no point in staying we should just leave <laughs> like that scene seems like it's gonna go real bad he's being accosted by strangers in his house who are clearly obsessive who are maybe part of a cult it's pretty unclear and they are inspired by his horrible book and that is the opening premise to like a Stephen King novel, like a writer in Maine, because <laughs> it has to be Maine, um, uh, gets accosted by fans and then it, things go bad. But then no, they just kind of leave him alone because he's not even useful for them. And each person that he talks to who has uh, some weird experience with his own work, he is kind of like, oh, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> he's so hapless and like kind of brain dead that it's very clear that he's just been used uh, as this conduit for this thing which is uh, you know like some of the other ones we've talked about today it's not like directly scary although that scene where the people are in his house is really pretty tense um, but it's it, it has this like you said in the mouth of madness kind of feel where you're just like this is very much derived and informed by other things that are traditionally eldritch horror and this is kind of like let's take that and tell a story that's very character based um and and that's it's it's really 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 effective i think yeah yeah and linking it back to two of the things we've already talked about in terms of he's not not evil just an idiot <laughs> i i mean i think that's that's maybe too kind of a, a judgment to give to um ronald reagan but you know there's, there's there's similarities there and then with regards to the the piece we talked about i've forgotten both the name personnel requirements oh yeah just this this feeling of just resigned being resigned to the situation you're in and and there's nothing you can do about it so you, you might as well just get on with it and swear at your boss Slash write a book because what else are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, because it ends with him being like, "Well, I just, I guess, I got to write more." <laughs> uh, and I feel like it's just a great uh, allegory in general for uh, the relationship that we all have with our creative outlet. 
No, mine's yep. entirely healthy. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, I, have, I have absolutely no hang-ups and problems at all. Thank God. And I had something to say so I could open my Coke can. <laughs> um, but anyway, all right. Uh, and that one, you know, I mean, I've kind of given away the this, the the point of the story, but like uh, like a lot of tales, it's sort of how it's executed that it really works. And and the individual instances of this person discussing his own creative work with people, I think, is totally worth reading. Um, and it's not; it, it doesn't even have to be connected to fifthism. If it hadn't been tagged, it, I wouldn't have even necessarily assumed. Uh, yeah. But it, but it, but it fits because that's very much what fifthism is inspired by. That in Scientology. <laughs> fifthism is a really good example of why the tags are important because yeah. um, you'd never be able to figure out most articles that are fifthist if they weren't tagged. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially the <laughs> like like fifty yeah. percent of them. You're like, oh, it's fifthist. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's like such good context because you get to the end, you look at the tag, you go, oh, that's why it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Okay, all right. I yeah, get it. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, all right, uh, let's move on to another Uranium Empire article, yes. uh, which this one is absolutely disgustingly underrated. It is at plus 30? Like, this is obnoxious. Well, what the fuck is wrong I, with everybody? I, this is a really great article. Uh, it's it, fantastic. It, it's not short, but it's, it's not like horrifically it's a long either uh it's just so i don't understand <laughs> no i really cannot even begin to comprehend what's going on there and this one has a link back to another article which we discussed uh hmm. last uh time which was well, the, iron the pigs on top of pigs article with the only iron yeah. works uh which is a you know <laughs> it's referred to as a goi but it doesn't have like a tag it's just something that that UE is used a few times where it's like this very industrial, uh, you know, horror, uh, but not the way the factory is. It's just like this kind of like uh, meaningless, impersonal, uh, rusting machinery uh, sort of setting. Um, but it's a it's a subterranean complex of indeterminate size, accessible through series of abandoned industrial facilities throughout the United States of America, uh, and these are all sites. I think they're all sites that are owned or were operated by only ironworks um and over time it's expanded significantly the process of which is poorly understood while models of growth appear similar to those of and you know uh insert uh, anomaly um expansion appears to coincide with middle class economic anxiety on the surface <laughs> so it's a great it's, sentence it's, it's just so good i mean there's just so much there uh, that you is saying without you know going into significant detail like okay so as our anxiety in western society about how the middle class is disappearing this horrible endless maze of rusting machinery uh keeps expanding <laughs> um, go figure right right and then the, the it is unknown whether or not the anomaly is attract is att attracted to or serves as an active vector of such anxieties mm. Don't, I feel like that's... <laughs> come on. Uh, um, those existing in defiance of consensus typology, which is pretty cool. It's, instead of saying non-Euclidean geometry, that was a pretty great way of saying this is a weird place. Um, portions <laughs> of the anomaly may solidify into place, creating a reliable network of spatially impossible tunnels. Um, and agents is oh, it's the back rooms. But yeah, but yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, it is kind of. Um, it's probably written before the fucking backrooms came out. 
Um, it's in Series Five. It's relatively old. It's a few years ago. Yeah, I don't know when the back rooms. I don't think so. Either way, it's pretty close. Um, yeah. it, it, there's. A... No, I was. I was just being stupid. The oh, comparison no, no, is totally. extremely facile, and there's, <laughs> there's no comparison to be made there. <laughs> That's relevant, though. I mean, because in the sense of like the feeling of. Yeah, it's a li- it's a liminal space. Is that yeah. it's an endless li- endless linked liminal spaces. Um, but it's also a it's 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 more directly. Uh, urban exploration sort of yeah field. absolutely um i'm surprised there's not you know you should have gotten in contact with uh fucking great hippo to get some really creepy some <laughs> yeah does it, there is a there is a hippo vibe to the, yeah, the whole thing absolutely um it's a really uh, not a long but like a series of like kind of logs that kind of go in backwards because we see this agent recovered uh, and is interviewed like pretty much right after being recovered, after being lost for like I think like 19 days, uh, down in these, uh, you know, um, whatever these tunnels. Um, and then we kind of go backwards, and we we get to fill in the blanks of what happened to them in these tunnels. Um, we get like a voice log, and then we get like these little memos that he's made and videos, uh, and it's really masterfully done uh there's there's a quite a few collapsibles but they're all they just flow so well and it's just so endlessly creepy um but to the point where like when there is a pers- like this tentacled monster shows up like that's not even the scary part the scary part is this this like you know endless kind of mind-numbingly uh upsetting like series of drippy rusting machinery and 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 the the impersonality of of of, of industry uh, on people and whatnot uh, it's 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 just you know just another crazy surreal horror connected to the trash fire by ue and it's just it's just shocking to me that it's at 30 it's just it's disgusting i hope everyone that listens to this goes and clicks through the link in the description and and please go read it it is it is, it is one of the cooler examples of the exploration log kind of article to be sure yeah absolutely uh and then you know and i don't want to say much more than that because i don't want to give much of it away it's kind of a crazy journey um you know it's great yeah i read it yeah i read it when it came out and then i read it right now before uh not right now but in the lead up to this podcast gregory's been just, reading it the whole time and he's been talking he's a mul- he's a lawyer he can multitask he has to do this kind of thing all the time <laughs> thanks on his feet i'm so bad at that uh <laughs> 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 that's why i take notes that's, that's not good at that um yeah gregory is mainly he does things on the fly he, he doesn't plan it out he doesn't prepare ahead of time he just he knows that he'll do a better job if he just wings it <laughs> that's right Oh my god! I have been told I actually am good at that, but I'm so anxious when I wing it that I would ne- I try never to like ever. Yes, that'll be. Everybody has one thing that everybody tells them they're very good at that they don't like doing and would not do under any circumstances if they could choose to not do it. And that's I guess that's your thing is winging it. Yeah, like I don't. I mean, because you know, in my profession and you know, going to grad school, I'm sure you found this as well. There's a lot of moments where you're sort of expected to talk to a group of people, um, and when you are not as well prepared as you would like it is just a horrible feeling <laughs> oh it was nightmarish for me when i started grad school and was a teaching assistant I was oh, like, oh my I god bet. i can't handle it and then i it eventually taught me to learn how to do that which yeah was extremely valuable yeah i didn't can... hear a lot of moments though i heard a lot of mullets 
And we're wondering what hipster, hipster grad school you did do. Oh yeah, hipsters and mullets. Those are two things that go together. I, basic, I basically did have a mullet, yeah. So that's a good coincidence. Business up front, party in the back. Yes. I mean, right now it's it's party all around. My hair is like three feet long at this point. Oh my god. Maybe not quite, but it goes down real far. I'm I'm the hippiest of the three of us. It doesn't even matter what the other two look like. My office just closed because no one goes in there. Everyone works. Because my hair was too long. No, but it's I am <laughs> I, the reason I have kept like trim and like you know uh, has been because well I got to go in the office. I didn't go in all the time because I work from home a bunch. But yeah, um, you know it would be a reason to be like oh my hair's getting a little too long. I should get it cut. And now I'm just like oh no. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna. Who cares? Yep. Uh, well, I'll care once it gets warm again. But anyway, uh, all right. So let's move on. Uh, the last one is another article mm. that was promote or uh, published during uh, anthology, and it is not yeah. underrated. But I just fucking love it so fucking much. Uh, I'm so happy to see how it got rated. I'm so pleased because I was worried. I, I helped. Yeah, I, I helped print this one, and I was worried it was going to be deleted. <laughs> I didn't think it was because gonna be deleted, so but, cool. it, but, I, but I but I was worried about its uh, reception because it is a little. It's not long at all. It's in fact it's incredibly short, but which it, is actually usually a problem because that that means it has to stand on its merits in a short time frame, and people right. can find a lot more problems. More people will read the article if it's shorter, and more people who read articles that are only short are critical. <laughs> yeah. It's um, a Calibold article. It's SCP-7179 by Calibold. Uh, e is for eternity. eternity. Yeah. And and Cal takes risks. Absolutely. Cal will publish articles that can be deleted if the reception doesn't go right. Because <laughs> Cal will have crazy ideas, and sometimes other people don't like them. I've I've never read anything by Cal I didn't like. But... Yeah, I'm a big fan. Uh, Calibold is. Runner. League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> so for well, see, that... but I like that for what it was because everybody's like, "This is an article on the SCP wiki that's telling a story." It's like, no, it's not. This is an attack on the people who are reading it, and it worked perfectly. It was so <laughs> funny. It's so funny. Uh, yeah. So an for act, people, an act that... of prime trollery. Uh, yeah. For people that maybe don't know, for the seven thousand contest, Callie Bold uh, and his friend Scherf wrote an article. <laughs> very controversial um so much so that it got as many i think it was like 50 50 there for i think it was, it was pretty close yeah like there's hundreds and hundreds of votes on it but it's really i think it's like barely over 100 now um because so many people downvoted and so many people upvoted it so much so that i that cal uh and his friendship made <laughs> made <laughs> made an award for themselves and one of those like high school like trophy sort of things you would get for like soccer <laughs> practice that is inscribed with the most votes in the because i think it got more votes than almost any of the other articles at least you know during the contest um, yeah it probably just, had more votes on it than seven thousand did it, it had so many it's it's so fucking funny uh and about half of them were down votes <laughs> obviously more than half because it's in the positives now but it's, it's what he was going for. It's what they were both going for. Yeah, it, it really stole my thing. And it worked. Um, <laughs> this article, on the other hand, was was designed... This is not an act of trollery. This no, is... no. <laughs> yeah, so uh, basically, uh, it's a very simple idea, uh, but it's kind of one of those ones where you go, wait, what? And it's really horrific. So there's uh, an unknown number of cubic extra-dimensional spaces measuring approximately 10 kilometers on each edge, uh, upon any human's death, their con any any human 
So this happens to everybody. Uh, their consciousness is transported to an instance of SCP-179, I'm sorry, 7179, where they will physically re-manifest in the same state as they were upon death, except in perfect health. Um, and also they can get hurt, uh, and have, they, it's not like just like, they're not some spiritual, this isn't heaven, um, but they will just like regenerate. Um, uh, and there are no new cases of human death where the consciousness does not appear. Right in these things, so this is happening to all of us. So this is very much like that one, uh, that famous one, <laughs> yeah. which is like the minute you know about it, then you will be you experience your body rotting away, and the right. famous one, which I can never remember the number of, Damarong two point Yes, yep, yep, yep. With this um, being the two <clears throat> and this is a really, really good example of a modern attempt and success at fridge horror, because oh, yeah. we we follow through one person's kind of multi multi millennial experience in this afterlife. Uh, you know, it, it, at first it's you know it's 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 ten years, two years, and then it's eighteen years, and then it's two thousand years, and then it's eight million five hundred years, you know, five hundred thousand years, um, and we just continue. Or eight, I'm sorry, that's eight trillion five hundred million years. Excuse me, um, but it, yeah. Um, and so basically this person's like slow, slow, not for us, but slow in the sense of passage of time, slow, um, kind of like loss of humanity. Um, oh, yeah. and, and in a really, really very clinical, the, the thing that I was, uh, really my strongest influence on him was there were moments where he kind of told us what this person Hiddleston was feeling at a specific time. And I was like, well, you need to trim as much of that as possible and get rid of it and make it as yep. clinical as possible because you want us to in project our emotional states on him for the most part. Um, because then it's, Oh my God, what would happen if I was there and how creepy oh, that is. That's um, good advice. I provided like grammar advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, know, I can't do that because I'm lazy as shit. I barely know how to do good grammar for myself. Um, See, it's it's me as well. I'm lazy as shit. I, I have trouble thinking about like, what would make this story better? But I'm quite good at going, oh, that was wrong. That was wrong. That was wrong. <laughs> Uh, no, can which means which means I did nothing. Which means I did nothing because <laughs> Cal doesn't. Cal makes like yeah. one grammar or spelling yeah. mistake per article. He's almost always super clean, as is Desidron. Yeah. Why? Thank you. I mean, you you always seem to get better feed in my experience, at least more gratitude for the grammar and the swag cleanups than you do for the. Um, <laughs> the, the poking of parts yeah. which maybe are a little bit flimsy because there's always this kind of resignation of a completely valid point but now I have to go and fix it and fixing <laughs> it is not just replacing a comma for a full stop or whatever Yeah, I'm always just trying to make shit better um, and I have no problem telling people the the, un, the, the you know the 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 harm the the painful truths i just as we talked about last time i'm always couching it in i'm not trying to be rude i'm not trying to you know i, don't, I typically don't make these things public i i rarely leave critical statements in the discussion posts because why i don't want to just insult somebody um but if someone's coming to me for crit i'm gonna be like hey this part just doesn't work and there was none of that here this all worked i just thought it's gonna be on just another level if you can just make it as impersonal as possible, um, and it will really, I don't want to give away too much. I, I don't want to give away what happens to this person 
um, slowly no, over the millennia. And I don't want to give away the twist, which is, you know, uh, the very last line of the article, because it ever since I read this, I have been thinking about it literally for the last four months. I have never oh, yeah. not. This is I, I love almost all of Cal's articles um, that I've read. Uh, this is, I think, his finest. It, it's just it's 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 really upsetting. <laughs> it's really really great, uh, and it it impressed the shit out of me when he gave it to me. I was just like, wow! I didn't even think you had it. It's in you. This is so. I I couldn't write this. This is so good, and I'm glad it's highly rated because it is out of control. How good it is! It is. And honestly, you know, I wanted to do more. Uh, anthology articles, but uh, I ended up getting distracted by other, you know, articles I wanted to talk about. But you know, almost every single one that I've read, I did. I have not read every single article. There was all thirty-one of them, but um, almost all the articles that I've read in anthology have been out of just fantastic. And I mean, I think you can see that in just like th- this article is in series eight, and it's at plus 438 <laughs> so like the reception on this was extremely strong this is cal's second highest article <laughs> yeah yeah and deservedly so what's the what's the highest uh the highest one is computer is it, it's abnormality uh 55 45 oh, with yes yeah that was great um but it's close it's actually quite close there's only like 40 something votes between them I just love every time I think about Cal's writing, I think about that one he wrote about the cat, and I just fucking love it, love it, love it. All right, uh, okay. That's an example of that's an example of um, mm-hmm. the, the risk taking kind of thing where he'll publish something where you just know half the people are going to read it and go, ah. <laughs> and and that's part of the, the brilliance of it is he's he's always willing to do that and it almost always works. Your Honor, League of Legends. Your Honor. <laughs> oh, God, I love that article. So I can't, I don't even understand why people were upset at it. It's so funny. Uh, anyway, whatever. Um, okay, Harry, let's talk about yours. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, yet again, will we be talking about this first one? Which, uh, this author, which everyone should go, he, this person should be in the top fucking 20 article authors already. I know they're brand new, relatively brand new. Uh, but it's Read a bad idea. It's a bad idea. It's a bad idea, or Asabi is fucking brilliant and i'm so jealous (laughs) because the whole reason i joined the site was i was uh, inspired by metaphysician and i kind of went my own way writing um and i feel like it's a bad idea has just like and i'm not trying to say that asabi's writing is copying metaphysician in any way but so much so kind of captures that same spirit of it um, it's the same vibe. There's the same yeah. cosmic horror, um, Lovecraft, but not racist sort of thing going on. Yeah, <laughs> and, and different. But, but, but that's oh. not fair either, because Lovecraft was only good at writing descriptions of how it feels for something weird to happen. Mm-hmm. Like his actual pro skill wasn't great. Right. Meta is pro skill is great, and Asabi's pro skill is great. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's, that's what I'm mostly going to talk about when we talk about this one. So. Um... Basically, this is about a person who has kind of a fucked up dream of a dead quote-unquote angel uh, on a beach. And I'm just going to, before you give your, I just want to read this crazy paragraph. Because it's just, this is the reason why Asabi is like so good at this shit. It's crazy. The carcass was a fetid thing. Its putrid scent seemed to permeate time and space directly into John's nostrils. Its mass was amorphous, made of bubbling pustules of oil and blubber too big to be anything of Earth's oceans, the size of a small house, at least. 
It looked made of wax, melted from un some unseen candle wick atop its dis disgusting shape. Underneath its folds, John sensed form, structure, order, a skeleton of titanic strength and beauty. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it, that's the same thing that goes on in A Place to Drown In, which we oh, talk, yeah. talked well, about This before, is related to in a, in it a is. kind of remote way. Anyway. Where this really weird, gross stuff is described, and then there's a certain religious rapture, and the mm -hmm. person like has an unaccountable desire for it, and it's like, ooh, this is weird. <laughs> I The more I think about it, the more I think It's a Place to Drown is my favorite 7K entry. Like, it's just... Oh, well, that's... So that's it's, it's, it's perfect. It's yeah. so good. Uh, and it's still criminally underrated. No matter how high its rating gets, it's always going to be criminally underrated because it's spooky as shit. If that was the entry for, like, the horror contest, it okay. absolutely should have been yeah. a CP3000 if it was posted back. Oh, my God. It's so good. Anyway, what were you... What, why'd you pick this one? I picked this one for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's very recent and it's a tail, uh, which means it's in plus 30 range. Like that's that's almost universal unless you're talking about Captain fucking Kirby who managed to publish a tale a couple of weeks ago at Max, which is at plus three hundred because it's incredible. <laughs> but, but that's like massive outlier. There, that almost never happens. Um, yeah, it's a good I tale, have, by like, the way, nuclear option. Captain Kirby, really good tale. Um, I think I have like but, but two like, tales that are like above a hundred, and I'm like, oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I have I have a very very small list of those myself. I have they're mostly my really long emotional. Um, character building ones generally speaking a tale that's been published fairly recently by an author who's relatively well known will sit at plus 30 forever mm -hmm. which which is irritating but you get better responses from tales because you can really let loose with the pros and often you get the best comments on tales this is immaculately cool this is such a really 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 well written story it's it's dense lush horror prose and it's uh benthic horror maritime horror mm -hmm. which is why it's it's connected to dodo devil's site 184 i think yes. it's it's 184 mm -hmm. which is which is a maritime maritime anomalies sort of site and it's about somebody who's having he's having dreams of this this strange uh pseudo not even pseudo religious uh maritime horror dream and it ends up having relevance in real life as they encounter this spooky ship out there in the water which uh, the i anytime you get like a spooky rusting like oh, yeah. ship i'm like oh i'm in like that's i know it's ghost... a trope but i'm in yeah absolutely i'm ghost ships are yes bff yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's great stuff um god i sounded so old saying that acronym like i just felt like i aged 10 years saying bff out loud <laughs> One of those moments, right, where you can tell you're just being an old person suddenly. How the hell did that happen? I'm not like, that the old. The kids say BFF, don't they? Oh, but no, you must have felt really old when you just said the kids say out loud. <laughs> well, that was intentional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as long as you don't think that "low" stands for lots of love, Harry. <laughs> I God. was around when this Me term too. became a thing, all right? Thank you very much. <laughs> I remember when LOL was lots of love. That's weird. <laughs> okay, I'm not that old. <laughs> uh, anyway, this article hits on, like, so many of my interests. One of my favorite things in 
this genre is the uh, Fail Better Games universe of stories, which are Fallen London and Sunless Sea and um, Sunless Skies, which is, it's a Lovecraftian, Victorian, generally watery horror about an underground cave um, in the Victorian era where London gets sent down there and there's all kinds of eldritch monstrosities and a giant black ocean under the water, under the water, under the, under the ground. And this has that vibe where it's got this extremely tight but dense, really evocative prose describing the horror and the rapture of, of deep places with, with dark waters and spined things thrashing in the deep and it's 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 part of a whole constellation of things being done these days by horror writers to effect effectively replace lovecraft since he was such a piece of shit mm -hmm. <laughs> by taking all the stuff that he did well and doing it better building on it um but replacing it at the same time and and the maritime angle on this is handled so extraordinarily well the descriptions of of the things that are going on are so spooky and weird and asabi has a lot of this stuff um because this is the beach part one part two is already out um and is is obscenely low rated and needs to be read by everybody and there's going to be more because asabi has all this this stuff to write about this this extremely spooky water-based beach-based cosmology-based um story and it, it's a journey that this person takes through this whole universe of of bizarre benthic horrors and it's so ri ridiculously great it's so easy to read and i can't wait for there to be more of it so people need to go out and give them some credit for it yeah that paragraph that i read early on that's just like one little slice uh and it, it does he uh asabi does like grounded very character based prose really well uh and then can slip into this other this reverie yeah it, it's it's a a description of something that is truly horrible uh and uh, and upsetting while also couched in a sense of like religious awe uh which is uh, I, I can't. I, I'm so jealous of it. <laughs> I, I am as well. It's it's truly phenomenal. I heard they're making it into a movie as well with Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh my god! The Beach, yeah. famous '90s film. No, the Titanic. Yeah. Was it famous? <laughs> I'd say it was pretty famous. Was Titanic famous? No, The Beach. Oh, The Beach. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I remember seeing that movie in theater and walking out going, nah, that did nothing for me. <laughs> well, in, in DiCaprio movies, this is more like Shutter Island. That also did nothing for me. <clears throat> Good record. Uh, I like Shutter Island. Well, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just so it's a far better Silent Hill movie than the Silent Hill movie was. <laughs> Disagree. Um, no, it's Disadron. <laughs> hey. All right, so we're moving on. Yeah, yeah. Or did you guys have something you wanted to say about that one? No, I, I just, I just, I'm just so impressed with Asabi's uh, prose and how frequently Asabi can do that. The thing that I read, where you know you're using words that I use all the time in my <laughs> writing, and yet it is to such a more effective result. Um, there is 
you know, I write very different things than this, but it's just, I, I'm just so impressed with it. It's, I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Give us Sabi the ocean, give them the moon, and you'll be terrified. <laughs> right, because I think last time we talked about Emma's for a moon, which was Asabi's entry uh, for the, um, for, why can't I think of, uh, arc Anthology. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You're most welcome. It has been a week. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, let's move on. Um, yeah, I know. Um, so the next one you picked was SCP-2574, What Rough Beast by Absent-Minded Nihilist. Um, yes. I'm unsurprised. Okay. I'm going to interject and say I'm really excited to hear what Javi has to say about this yep. one because mm -hmm. it was on our list last time and... Yeah, I'm just intrigued as to, to what Harry's take here is because it's a really interesting article, but I'm not quite sure I get it 100%. Good. <laughs> Good. So please elucidate it for me. Yes. Sounded like Grigori also had a prefatory statement to make there. Uh, sure. Yeah. So this is a very. <laughs> okay. This article starts very much of its time and then it elevates, in my opinion. Um, yeah. It starts off, okay, there's a 12-meter-tall lion made out of sandstone and muscle surrounded by a flock of 6,000 birds of prey that are constantly chipping away at it. <laughs> and this lion is just constantly moving forward through cities, through people, doesn't matter. Uh, hundreds of people have died, millions of dollars of damage have done, and it just keeps going through this one specific place, uh, which is uh, Sarajevo, which is, you know, the, the you know famous city in Eastern Europe. Um, and as they go, uh, the Foundation records in, in like a table format, which so it's very Series 3, uh, even earlier, really, uh, records various anomalous effects this this thing is having on the surrounding uh, society, on geopolitics, um, on just, you know, physical reality as well. Uh, and they just kind of keep getting weirder and weirder. Um, and there are a number of collapsibles, but none of them are very long. They're like these little blurbs yeah, of people. It looks so much longer than it is. Right. It's very short, actually. Um, I was going to say, it also ends of its time with the 13 collapsibles, three of which are nested. <laughs> yeah, and it, I remember, you know, when I first looked at this last time, and it was just like, oh my god, what did you pick? And it's just, it's not, I mean, the collapsible material doesn't even double the length. Um, no, it's really, really short. Yeah. I think I said when I said it, like, it yeah. looks like it's huge. Yeah. It's not huge. <laughs> yeah, it's great because the collapsibles are just specific. And it, I don't even know why they're collapsibles. Yeah, honestly, really... now they could just not be collapsibles. But yeah, I wouldn't have collapsed yeah. these at all. I mean, I don't use collapsibles at all anymore. Um, but the like these these little blurbs of people that have either witnessed this this creature uh, or people's reactions or. or also, uh, kind of this connection to what we already know is Harry's favorite poem. Yeah, I guess that's a segue enough. Um, this is, this was suggested to me. I hadn't read this until fairly recently. Uh, it was suggested to me by Stormbreath, I'm fairly certain, because I was talking about uh, my favorite poem, which is The Second Coming by William Butler Yeats, uh, which actually has uh, deep lore significance to my on guard 43 story going forward uh the second coming is a poem written by irish poet uh yates who was concerned about <laughs> to, to put it lightly the first world war and concerned about the uh, irish wars of independence with great britain and ha 
had thoughts about how history cycles between periods of uh, order and, and science and mysticism and chaos. And he wrote this poem, which I'm going to read because it's not even very long. It's, it's content-wise extremely long, but in terms of the time it takes to read it, it is not very long. And it's extraordinarily famous. Like this is a, it's not exactly a basic bitch favorite, favorite poem, but it's not that far off because this is a very, very well-known piece of literature, especially the ending of it, which is extraordinarily well-known. Yeah. Um, but you'll immediately, I think, see where the uh, the plot of this SCP comes from this poem because it really, really does. Um, and I can recite it from memory because, again, it's my favorite poem and I memorized it because of I, I just adore it. So I'll read it. It's only a few li It's only like 20 lines long or whatever. So, <clears throat> Professor Voice. Turning and turning in the widening gyre, the falcon cannot hear the falconer. Things fall apart. The center cannot hold. Mere anarchy is loosed upon the world. The blood-dimmed tide is loosed, and everywhere the ceremony of innocence is drowned. The best lack all conviction, while the worst are full of passionate intensity. Surely some revelation is at hand. Surely the second coming is at hand. The second coming Hardly are those words out when a vast image out of spiritus mundi troubles my sight. Somewhere in sands of the desert, a shape with lion body and the head of a man, a gaze blank and pitiless as the sun, is moving its slow thighs while all about it real shadows of the indignant desert birds. The darkness drops again, but now I know the twenty centuries of stony sleep were vexed to nightmare by a rocking cradle, and what rough beast its hour come round at last slouches towards Bethlehem to be born. That's the that poem. Wonderful. It's spooky as fuck without seeming to mean anything, which is the immediate reaction to it. It's a very it's, Lynchian poem. It's very Lynchian. It's, it's very... Um, or actually, I guess we could say that maybe Lynch is very Yeatsian, but... <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, probably my like second or third favorite poem is Through the dark of futures past, the magician longs to see One chance out between two worlds, fire walk with fire me Fire walk with me Fire walk with me scream the end of it <laughs> There's, there's really no way I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat Ray Wise's performance in his, uh, his last episode. <laughs> um, it is very lynching, but like reading it, it's nonsense. This poem because it's, it's, it's about birds flying out of control away from their owners and a, a, a sphinx stomping through the desert, being accosted by birds as it heads towards a fixed space. Uh, but it's it's Yates talking about epochal change. It's talking about the the world transferring between states and and sort of madness coming with it, and that's what this article is about. Literally, the the Sphinx is real. It's actually there. It's actually marching around and it's turning the landscape around it into the First World War's landscape, which is just spooky and weird and nonsensical. And I think there's some criticism in the comments that are like, you you made the Second Coming literal. Like the events of the poem are actually physically happening in the real world, and that's kind of weird uh, to a lot of people. And and yes, it is it is done directly. 
but it's done so that there can be all of this commentary on the horrors of war and the horrors of war's eternal relevance because it, it's marching towards Sarajevo, which uh, is not disconnected from modern cycles of violence by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and it's it's talking about the horrors of war and the horrors of, of the cyclical nature of war. War keeps coming back. War is still a problem. War is never going to go away. <laughs> and and um, the absolute horror of it is also related to the poem and is also related to the poet in a way that I'm not going to spoil. Um, as you read the article, you begin to understand that Yeats in this story has a very um, specific role to play as the bearer of this apocalyptic message. And that's the horror of it to me is it's just such an insanely psychological thing about the real horrors of the real world twisted into a cosmological apocalypse. You can't tell I kind of like the poem and I kind of like the article. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see people not complaining, but like having criticism for the fact that, well, you just made it a literal thing. But You took the poem and you made it actually be happening. But it's, it's a lot deeper than that because the snippets of people's experiences right. are so much, so much of the, the value of it. Uh, but I think that that's a good way for especially our version of fiction on the SCP Wiki to like reintroduce very important things in culture uh or or you know in history and and discuss them uh, i don't think that's a problem at all because it, it gives you it gives the reader a, a further chance you know maybe they haven't read this poem uh they're probably aware of it like you said uh certainly a lot of people don't know what it's you know what it's about that those last two lines have just been quoted in a bunch of you know spooky stories um, yeah it shows up in the stand by stephen king most famously it's it's a very popular last couple of lines because sure. it's so evocative what rough beast it's our come round at last slouches towards bethlehem to be born <laughs> it's like i don't know what that means but it's scary i do know what that means but it's still scary yeah absolutely uh, I've just pinged you a link, actually, Harry, to a cover, in inverted quotes, of the poem by Joni Mitchell, who sings cool. music, and it's it's evocative. It's actually how I first first heard the poem. Um, I think oh, commenting, on, commenting on on comments and people saying like, I don't know, I I I, I feel like if, if any article can get any one reader to talk about it with the passion and and uh, the fire which you have talked about about 2574 i almost feel like it's a victory and and the uh, detractors and stuff so I don't, you know obviously all criticism most criticism is valid and should be considered but yeah it obviously means a great deal to you and it was really enjoyable listening to you talk about it and, and hearing that passion come through um I've got here I've got here in my notes just uh I think it's on one of the collapsibles, I can't remember which. But just a just a line of it didn't it didn't even turn to look. It just stared straight ahead, dead eyed, blank. And the writing is really good and it it, it doesn't rely of doesn't rely and it doesn't get by by the connection to the poem it's in and of itself a good a great piece of writing and yeah please also acknowledge the the fact that i managed to get through that without making a pun on the fact that uh, the last word is blank 
I was expecting that was where you were going. I was surprised it wasn't. <laughs> no, I kept it, I kept it serious. I'm proud of myself. You did a good job. Yeah, I think a lot of times people want to be critical of things that are obviously inspired and further discussed famous pieces of work or, or famous events in history. And I don't, I don't know. I think we should give people a little bit of leeway. You know, I mean, this could have been a very boring article um, if if that's all it was. If it was literally it was make that 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 poem literal, but it's not. Um, you know, at first that's what it seems like it is. Uh, but once we get to the collapsibles and we get these little blurbs that tell a bunch of miniature pieces of what's happening, um, you know, yeah. we get this feeling, uh, and, and it's as much a tonal piece as the, the maybe not as much, um, but it, it's certainly evoking the same sort of, like, quiet, um, anxious horror uh, uh, at changes, especially centered around warfare, um, as the original poem, and I think it, uh, yeah. you know. Like, like, like this drama saying, you know, if, if if any article can inspire that kind of passion in anybody, it's worthwhile. But I think that there's something to be said for using short fiction to discuss um, things that have mattered to you and further. You know, I remember uh, in um, the Chronicles of Mars, Martian Chronicles, sorry, uh, Bradbury does the House of Usher Part Two, um, and I had would have no idea. I had no idea who Poe was when I read that. I was, it was right. you know, 12. Uh, and I was so creeped out by that, I went and read the Poe thing. I, I kind of wish I hadn't. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think that that stuff matters. Uh, we can trace lines through, you know, um, through fiction in all these different ways. And I think it's fucking cool shit. Yeah. Anyway. Just a drum? Yeah, just one last thing for me on this is that, Harry, you have yet to comment on the article on the wiki yes. and I feel like you could write a fantastic comment so I would implore you to do so yes I am going to have to write a comment on this article not least so that I can make it obvious that I had already thought through uh, my someday coming out um, solo 001 proposal largely about the second coming by William Butler <laughs> and that this article did not affect that <laughs> but yes, I, I will leave a comment on this one because I do I do adore it. I was it was talking about the 001 that I, I have and the Yates connection, which is a connection to my big storyline in On Guard 4 3. That um it, it was talking about that, I think that caused Stormbreath to go I think it was Stormbreath to go, Did do you read this one? Have you read this one? <laughs> no. Oh, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I was it was it was also very pleasant because what we were talking about earlier where you'll be dissuaded from writing something if something similar is already on the wiki. This isn't similar to what I was going to do, so it was also good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, good article. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, uh, I I completely relate to someone say, feeling like, oh, well, it's, it's, you know, you made the poem literal. But I think there's a lot it's it's you know since the first time I read it, which you know to be fair was was not until you had suggested for the last uh, podcast. Yeah. Um, but it's you know it's it's got a real haunting, you know, uh, it's got really great imagery. Uh, it's really worth a read. Like everything Definitely. that we cover on this podcast. <laughs> yes, we haven't really covered anything we think is shit. No, except for um, chaos uncertainty. But we did suggest some good articles. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. 
Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, so this next one is Scarecrow Factory by Ip, uh, which is part right of, in the middle of the series. Right in the middle of the series, <laughs> uh, which is part of the first Black Autumn, which was this thing that Ip was doing not quite every year, uh, but um, was about you know his you know primarily his. I know he didn't start it, but uh, canon yeah, SNC plat, but it's basically his uh, SNC Plastics, which is kind of this horror focused narrative you know based town um and in every halloween because this town is so uh connected to the narrative uh the metafiction aspects of things uh there's some sort of um crisis uh and and he did these these tale series called black autumn which are wonderful and everyone should go read them uh yeah i mean yeah I, what do you want to say about i mean it, black autumn is just so much fucking fun in general this is a great example of these tales being interconnected but also fairly well stood on their own uh they're really impressive he wrote so many black autumn is the uh very special episode of snc plastics if you think of snc plastics as a tv show which is i believe the best way to think about snc plastics because it's about a a site in a a nexus a large area of anomalous activity where narrative forces as you say have extremely advanced effects on people's lives to the effect that if I were to say what's the worst that could happen, it will cause calamity because of that trope, right? Uh, Murphy's Law is very much in effect and people's lives are affected by what a more interesting story for their life would be when they live in Sloth's Pit, Wisconsin, the subject of SNC Plastics. SNC Plastics is the front company for Site 87 because SCP. Um, and it's, it's one of the largest canons, SNC Plastics, on the site. The first couple of articles were written by uh, Jorick, but um, th- they were very, very tenuous descriptions of everyday life at a at a site, which isn't even, I don't think, numbered, with two characters who don't generally actually have any further going impact on the canon. One of them does, and one of them doesn't at all. Uh, the two first articles were just Jorick playing around with the idea of slice-of-life SCP stuff, and then Ip's first contribution to the canon is the third article in the canon last days at camp that sets up the reason for these people being here in the first place and then the whole canon is ip uh with contributions from other authors coming in uh, i don't think jorick ever actually wrote another article for it and various other people have written quite a few really good articles but it's primarily it and it's the one who made the setting what it is and it, those we always do say he didn't make the canon but he did make the canon totally yeah. did <laughs> um made it made it made it what it is and like i say black autumn is the very special episode sort of thing because snc plastic stories are often very very funny yip's got a big comedy bent in the stuff that he does but um they're also very humanist they're focused on individual people and their lives and he's got one of the most fleshed out cast of characters oh, at yeah. a foundation site on the website he's got just dozens of characters and they've all got personalities and relationships to each other and that's the big thing so they're very often very cheerful stories even within the context of scp stuff to the point where you can get the impression this is probably the site where most of the people are better than they usually are at foundation facilities huh. these, would these you are say very that much this has guy. an inspiration uh for yourself harry <laughs> uh yeah this was probably the number one inspiration for my own stuff um and and, and the the way that my characters interact and and uh my site and all that stuff absolutely it was because i read all of snc plastics mm-hmm. literally all of it which is a lot um and part of the reason was i read it for the collections team who are 
um, trying to make it more plausible for people to find the kinds of tales they are interested in, because most of SNC Plastics is tales. Um, but I also read it because Ip suggested it. I created a primer for Reddit that Ip was writing on SNC Plastics as a draft exchange thing, and I was like, this actually sounds like something I would want to read. And then I read all of it, which includes Black Autumn. And Black Autumn is, there's four of them, Black Autumn 1, uh, which doesn't have a no number because it's the first one, <laughs> Black Autumn 2, Roman numeral, Black Autumn 3, Arabic numeral, and Black Autumn 4, Roman numeral again, <laughs> just, just, just to make people angry. <laughs> um, two is generally considered the best. Uh, three is pseudo incomplete and uh, four is the last one and I adore all of them they're all really really good but the premise in this one because this is the original Black Autumn right I'm not wrong yes uh, yeah. <laughs> this is the original Black Autumn yeah. the, the, this is the first one and all the Black Autumns are about a shift in tone where this generally jovial story suddenly takes a really dark turn and something really horrible dark. starts happening and they actually get progressively darker. Um, the first one is dark, and the second one is darker, and then the third one is is um, more global, and then the fourth one is the darkest of them all. Um, yeah. The the first one has corpses of townsfolk showing up everywhere uh, inside of um, scarecrows, just popping up in the town um, in in unexpected places, stuffed full of. Of corpses and the the town reels because these are actual people that they know and care about and they've just died in the most absurd way possible and the uh site 87 people are trying to figure out what the fuck is going on here and they go through exploring it and they they find a bunch of connections to some old local mysteries and strangeness and uh the black autumns are long these are long tail series they're usually like a dozen tails long or something like that mm -hmm. and the first one this is somewhere in the middle. They're going out to investigate a lead on what's going on and figure out like what the fuck's going on with these fucking scarecrows. And they're also uh, uh, looking into some pumpkin farm shenanigans. Uh, I think in a tale prior to this, Ip introduces and then kills his own author avatar. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he did. Mm -hmm. my, what I've mentioned before is my favorite title on the wiki, Pictures of Plastic People. Um, but the reason uh, that was an immensely long preface to say the reason I picked this one for my horror thing is because this has such a sudden shift into absolutely terrifying s situation that it's 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 it could only happen in SNC Plastics where the mode is usually so positive and upbeat and chipper because the characters are all characters and they chat with each other and they have relationships and they're all friendly and they they jibe and they they quip at each other and while they're out doing that on a case this guy gets a root around his foot and it starts pulling him and they suddenly realize that this entire pumpkin farm is about to pull the researcher who was just examining the scene underground and there's nothing they can do about it it's so tense. and it's not happening quick right it's, so <laughs> it's tense. extremely tense and it's like this is a character who's well established and you care about them and suddenly they might be about to die and their boss is there and, and it, the tone completely shifts and their boss is like, like you know how to set up your body to give you the highest possible chance of surviving being dragged underground right because they have protocols for this because it's the SCP Foundation and the guy is preparing for what is definitely going to kill him and also giving messages to people and, and then it does pull him underground and drags him through the underground and he finds himself, he doesn't die, but he gets very badly injured because that's what happens if you get dragged through the ground by a root. 
He finds himself underground in a cavern populated by scarecrows on the roof, upside down, hanging over and moving up and down, backwards and forwards, which is why the, the chapter is called Scarecrow Factory. He's been dragged down to where the horrible scarecrows are coming from. And it's also dreamlike and horrible, but also real and visceral. There's just the simple human details of here's what happens when you get pulled underground, but then also he's been pulled underground by weird pumpkin roots and there's terrifying fucking scarecrow factory running on the ceiling back and forth. And the whole time, the guy is just trying to handle it with professionalism and record his thoughts. And it's so completely counter to the tone of what you would expect in an SNC Plastics piece, which makes, I think, one of the best horror bits. Um, and all the Black Autumn ones have just terrific horror in them. Yeah, um, I had not read the majority. Oh, not the majority, because I think Black Autumn actually makes a significant chunk of SNC Plastics. It does. It's like half of SNC yeah. Plastics but by volume. I hadn't read a lot of the stuff that came out earlier, um, and I I don't remember when I got turned on to it. It wasn't right. I, I think two was already out when I yeah. and I read black autumn and then black autumn two back to back uh and it wasn't until like a couple years later that i went back and read all the snc plastics leading up to it um yeah black autumn is so and i had no idea that these were established characters and i didn't care because they do such a good he does such a good job on establishing these characters and having a voice for like you know there's like a solid dozen you know, there's more than a dozen characters in general, but like, there's a dozen like, characters that are main important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and 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 does a wonderful job uh, establishing them as people um, and making the 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 horrific uh, you know events that they go through that much more uh, tense because you really give a shit about whether or not they are going to make it through. Um, Black Autumn is is out of it's just fantastic. It definitely is. Yeah, I was really, I so I I came into this piece, into this tale without having read any other Black Autumn oh, nice. shenanigans and having read a smattering of SNC plastics, which I believe might be the the canon title from your your intro to this article, Harry. Um, yeah, yeah, this was I I was really impressed with like the realism. I want to say in yeah. terms of it was so it was so refreshing I, I think it's such a trope now right when an MTF or researcher or whoever something goes wrong and everything goes to crap and everyone starts freaking out and panicking and it's like ah, bang 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 um, whereas with this one right there is a it is a very I mean I've never been in a situation where I'm being pulled underground <laughs> by an, an anonymous an oh, anomalous no. yeah. or anonymous Anomalous. <laughs> My mouth is now failing me. Um, <laughs> source, but um, you know that that calm professionalism of you know getting the t-shirt over his head and bracing and knowing it's gonna hurt, and then when he's down in the cavern, you know the recording of of information he thinks could be useful and not trying. I think there's a section where he doesn't try to stand and to walk because he knows that he's been hurt and he's been injured um you know it just elevates the whole piece and also the and not without trying to give spoilers the humanity of everything and and every entity within the piece again just elevates it to to another level definitely absolutely 
Yeah, um, I just can't recommend. I mean, even if you don't, if you feel too intimidated to go through SNC Plastics entire, which you know that's fair, just find none of these individual chapters of Black Autumn are very long. They're about three thousand words usually at most. Um, yeah, I've always been amazed at his his restraint with that. He's always able to churn out yeah. uh, tales of of fairly nearly the right length for the average person's attention span and they always do something unique in each tale which is amazing yeah i just cannot recommend black autumn enough like even if it's just the first Absolutely. one get, get it dip your toe in uh if you're not much in the way of reading much prose on the wiki if you don't read a lot of tales this is a wonderful first step into that direction uh can they ips especially black autumn but if in general has had such an you know ridiculous influence on both harry and me uh, so if you like Absolutely. either of our stuff um go back and read it for me it's if and metaphysician which is hilarious because two very opposing <laughs> authors so completely different i know and i don't write like either of them but they were both very influential yeah. um anyway all right I mean, uh, there's a very interesting conversation to be had most likely at another point about what you're inspired by, what you want to write, right. and what you then actually end yeah. up writing. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, that is There's a definitely whole conversation. A difference. Because you never can really predict. Like, it's why I'm so jealous of Asabi's stuff, because that's what I want to write. But that's never what I actually want to write. Uh, <laughs> that's it, right. It's, it's, I mean, sometimes I do, you know, my, my thing for anthology was an attempt to do that. And I think it turned out pretty well. But um, indeed, yes, but absolutely. It, but in general, I want to write things that are fairly baked in surreal, you know, surreal absurdism, uh, and the horror maybe you know kind of baked in uh, for for flavor text. Uh, I'm just yeah, it's it is very interesting how the things that we are attracted to, the things that we want to write. You know, I'm we talked about in the last episode how utterly obsessed with Dune I am, but I would never want to write a story like that. <laughs> But I love yeah. Dune. I mean, I'm obsessed with that book. Gregory and Jay Dune are getting married. <laughs> that's right. That, oh, that's who I'm talking about. Yes. Flower uh, <laughs> girl. <laughs> okay. Going down the aisle, throwing well, pedals everywhere. Well, we have 20 minutes left, so let's. let's yeah, we got one article left, and it's it's one I'm not going to spoil too badly. Okay. Why well, I'm going to spoil it too badly a little bit, but. Um, what is this one is the last uh, on our list. We've made it to the last one on our list. Mm -hmm. SCP-5366, Until Death Do Us Part, and Every Day After by Pedagon. Good friend of all of ours. And a great author. Um, so this article is about... I like how nobody had anything to say when I said he's a good friend of all of ours. Just it's true. Don't. It's, just, it's, it's, it's just true. <laughs> your, your, your gaze is black and, blank and pitiless as the sun. I love Dagon. <laughs> yep. Dagon is a hero. And, I mean, and by Dagon, I mean, I mean the undersea god, not the author. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not Patagonia. Yeah. So this is is a is a is a terrific bit of. Um, it's not really fridge horror. You don't have to go away and think about it. But it's it's horror that hits you halfway through and goes, "Oh, this is what's happening." <laughs> and then and then digs down. It, it digs down. Pun intended. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good 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 uh, little metaphor there. So it's a thing about how when people go to graves, and I'm I'm not gonna like read the description. I'm gonna describe it. Um, in my own f l less clinical way of describing it. It's when people go to graves of loved ones and they speak to the graves of loved ones, supernatural phenomena appear to happen around them. Uh, the, the wind starts blowing more and uh, 
things start moving when you're not looking at them and there's there's effects on plant growth and birds start acting differently when these people go to the graves of their loved ones and they and they talk and um there's also something else going on when these people and and i think this is is meant to be a pretty much um universal phenomenon or they don't know what what triggers this to happen or not so it's a thing that can happen in any case where someone goes and does this uh and the implication is it's not just things happening on the surface when you go to visit your loved ones and talk to the grave to happen there's something else that starts to happen underneath the surface say where the person is buried uh with involving the person themselves the implications uh, of what happens when these people are keeping the memories of their loved ones alive and going and talking to them in their grave sites is that you really are keeping them alive uh in a sense yeah it's it's the the reversal of your expectation uh yeah you, you expect this it feels like it's going to be something either heartwarming or bittersweet mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not, not. <laughs> it's really not that's not where the story goes at all. Uh, it's just really, it's, ugh, I, I love this. Article. And like we're laughing because 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 of how horrifying. Yeah, it is. it's, it's not, not it's not played for comedy. <laughs> no, like, there's nothing funny about stuff it. Is played for comedy. This is not played for comedy. Yeah, this is a story about. Uh, well, you, when people are are keeping this memory alive, they are uh, they're inflicting something, and it's it's a very interesting take. I don't I don't think it's necessarily meant to have any kind of. Um, metaphorical meaning no, it's just yeah. meant to be it's meant to be a, a thing that makes you go oh my god in horror at, what at the possibility <laughs> it's a thing no one ever thinks about um and, and i don't want to spoil it because i think it needs to be read even though i i think i've hinted at it enough that you might be able to guess but yeah. this is scp 5366 it's 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 rated highly but not highly enough because it's a really really good article it's not very long it's and it's got a lot of punch yeah it's very quick um and it is very dependent on like <sighs> I would say interpersonal interaction, but that's not really true. Uh, which you'll understand when you read it. Uh, it yeah. It's just there are there's dialogue here, and it's very effective. Uh, and yeah, it's not very it, long. It's, it, it's yeah. Go on. No, no. If okay. Pedagon has crit one of your articles and you've not read this, mm -hmm. you you owe him one. Mm -hmm. Yes. So go, go Dagon's done a lot of crits, so. That's a good point. Uh, okay, so let's read through some emails and then you can go evaporate, Harry. Yes, it's just that I have dinner at the same time every day, no, all the time, always. Yes, yeah. that's why. That's 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 where the time limit comes in. It's a thing that happens outside of my control. <laughs> that's fine. The food descends from the heavens, uh, like mana. Um, all right. Who yes, wants exactly. to read Who wants to read Fern's email? Oh, we've got three emails. How convenient. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. You're the boss. Which one do you want to read? I want to read Teeth's. I'll, I'll take Fern's. Oh, okay. Maybe because okay. I was hoping to take Teeth's, but I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to well, you. Well, you're the guest. You I'm, can take Teeth's. No, 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 no. I'll leave it to you on the... But I want a promise that we'll get voices. <laughs> you're the guest. Yeah. Great. But you can take Teeth. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm taking, I'm taking Fern. So this is from Fern. All right. I look forward to hearing you guys start discussing canons. I hope Unfounded gets an episode. That said, are there any canons you guys think are often overlooked? SNC Plastics. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, especially it is it is underlooked. It's, it's mostly tails. They're mostly at like twenty or something. Uh, well, you know, most cannons. I feel like a lot of cannons are made up of tails. Um, it doesn't get the attention yes. it deserves, obviously, because I think it's intimidating. I think people go like, "Oh, these are all these established characters who've been going for years," um, but they're all super accessible. Um, and like, uh, absolutely, like Dishonored just said, he never really read that much, uh, and he got a lot out of that. Uh, Scarecrow Factory article, and that's always been my experience with with Ips articles, where you can have no understanding of Ips prior works. Uh, that's why we talk about them so frequently. They, they ha he has real voice. Absolutely. Um, what do I think? Cannons are overlooked. I think a lot of cannons are overlooked. I think cannons in general, people think uh, it's like the best way to get like attention. Uh, and in reality, you look through that canon list, and there's a lot of stuff you're like, oh, what is that? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> the Doctors of the Foundation. The, uh, you know. Every time the, I look at the list, I go, wait, wait when's right. that? <laughs> ship in a bottle. Uh, you know, like Old Man in the Sea. Like, there's so many article uh, uh, canons. Uh, there's two space canons. Um, I was about to say exactly those words. There's two space canons. And they're and different. I, and they're and great. I could not, under gunpoint, remind remember which one is which. Uh <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know. Um, I know but, the names, but what what, what distinguishes them uh, escapes me at the moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and I no clue what old the old man the sea is about at all. No, me either. I haven't read any of that. There's the Green King. So I can't say it's, it's underrated because I don't know what it is. Yeah, the Green King. That's you know I don't even know what that. I mean I have, I've read it. Um, I don't know what it's about. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just a lot of canons get overlooked, I think. Um, I think it's very easy to talk about the canons that we like because we all talk about the same canons over and over again. Not all of us, but like, yeah. you know, we yeah. talk about War on All Fronts and we talk about, um, Definitely. you know, uh, End of Death for good reason. <laughs> Those, they're great. Um, I think Apotheosis uh, is not talked about a lot because it's kind of an open and shut yeah. story. Um, and somebody asked mm. me recently what uh, what canon I would like to revitalize if I was to do it again for that contest, and I, I think it's Apotheosis. Um, you know, I, I'll be... What about, what about um, in terms of invisibility, Gregory? Uh, in Memoria Editum. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, you know, it's it's. I have a bias, because I've written for this three times, and we'll certainly <laughs> write for it again. Uh, and it's it's about Sarkics, but it's about this version of Sarkics I don't personally headcanon, but I think it's a wonderfully complex story. Uh, In Memoriam yeah. Adidim is about, you know, about the slow failure of the world to take uh, the Sarkic threat seriously. Uh, it, it paints them in a very negative light, which is fascinating to me, because I look at them in a very different way. Um, yeah. And I've written several stories about Lovatar uh, in there. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. It is very underrated because there's a lot of tales uh, and the yep. SCPs are kind of all interconnected. But, you know, it's it's really worth people's time. And it's, and it's broken down in a really cool way because there's like an axe. You can uh, you can just kind of see the where does it start? And it kind of factors in older Sarkic articles and then it kind of factors in newer ones. And it's really great. Broken down with acts. That's what acts are for. Yeah. Well, most canons aren't. So there's the axe joke. <laughs> like an axe, like an axe, like. I'm getting hungry. All right, so my brain's not working. <laughs> uh, all right. So what do you um, think, Desidron? Did you name a Did you name an underrated canon? I think um, this is probably one of my spicy. You two have known me for a while. I don't feel like I often have controversial takes. 
I don't know. It's going to be shipping feel like I often have, have, have strong opinions on anything, to be honest with you. <laughs> but I do, <laughs> I do think that we maybe too often conflate canons and series of articles within a, a specific setting on yep. the site. Yep. And I think... I don't, how does that answer into the question? Not a lot. I'm just making a point. Um, what two canons I think I, I well, f two canons I quite like, which I also think are quite underrated, are Aces and Eights and Doctors of the Church because I think they, from my understanding of the their content at least, they don't do that. They're very good at establishing a world, and then it's kind of all right. Authors go nuts, do what you want here, and I think. Sometimes that works well and you get a large influx of, I mean, in general, when canons do that, sometimes it works well and you get a large influx of authors in and it blossoms. Like, I think the most obvious example of that would be Broken Masquerade. Or sometimes, actually, that freedom and not having two or three core people pushing forward this story means that it kind of falls off an edge a bit. But mm -hmm. those are two canons For I sure. think are quite interesting and I think could do with more reads. So those are my answers. Yeah, I, I think in the attempt, because so often I think, you know, I, I think you're right that we mistakenly conflate canons with tale series or series of interconnected SCPs. But, you know, a lot of times they are that. Um, and the goal for us for with no return, I mean, certainly for myself, um, who I think has been pretty active with it, uh, has been, yeah. I have series in it, but they're very different than each other. And also, right. I have been very involved with getting people to consider, um, I guess, one half of that canon uh, as a setting for them to write ideas. Um, yeah. And, uh, no, I, you know, I'll be selfish again and say that I think No Return is 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 not looked at enough. That's a lie. Everything's <laughs> done really well. I'm very proud. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I'm very proud of it. Yeah, and I think you can go through the Canon Hub and you can open them all up and there are some standout ones which on the Canon on the Canon Hubs themselves mm. have a brilliant so you want to get involved, here's what to do. Right. And here's also what not to do. Yeah. You know, don't kill off my main character because I've got plans for them. <laughs> um and that's the yeah, it's it's a, it, it's yeah. The canons are, are awesome and they're really awesome thing i need a better vocabulary i'm hungry too harry it's a great show of collaboration <laughs> right and the fact that you can build this world and invite slash sometimes you don't need to invite right sometimes people actively ask to participate in it and join you in building that out and yeah it's just another wonderful thing we do on the wiki as a you know thing about working together etc sure yeah Big fan, big fan of cannons. Can't yeah. wait to. I honestly can't wait yep. to, to get to cannons. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm gonna, <laughs> we're gonna rush through. Uh, Teeth uh, sent in this email. You know what? Yeah. Don't, don't need to. Don't need to rush. It's good. It's good. Just we're good. You have eight minutes. Go ahead. You don't. You don't need to like. Okay. Blitz. All right. Yes, but it's you're delaying fine. further. We're at the, we're on the emails. Like there's no danger here. You're we're delaying good. it. Yeah, I know. That's, that's part of the part of the gag. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. It's, uh, all right. It's, uh, that's part of the gag. It's. Uh, it's just part of the gag, Gregory. It's part of the gag. Only four? Only Go ahead. Four, four times? Okay. All right. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> you know... Yeah, it was just part of the gag. 
Oh god. You know what? <laughs> Which is the email. You know what? Read the fucking email. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take the re and this is from T. Stop I'm stalling. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I'm going. Oh, to Motherfucker. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay. Well, that, I didn't hear that. Just around. Could you ask the question again? I was just wondering when when Grigori was going to get round to the sea bag. I feel like I've been waiting for the last yeah. 20 minutes for him to read it. I even a lot of build up. to read it, and he made this big yeah. thing about wandering <laughs> into it. And Harry put forward this whole thing about how I was the guest, and so I should be able to read the email of my choice, but no, got stamped down. And I bet you I'm going to stop talking, and Grigori's going to read this out and won't even do voices. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so angry now that it'll be my angry one. No, I'm <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take the reaction to that last email I sent as an advice not to send things in Stranded in Halloween cosplay. Maybe it's advice uh, for you to use some grammar check. Uh, <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> uh, I don't even know what my half-awake brain even meant typing that. Uh, and I, but I swear I'm not insane. Hopefully, maybe. Anyways, horror! Oh, the horror! There's your voice. Uh, surprisingly, you. <laughs> surprisingly, I actually have something to say this week, and that is that I actually remember the first ever article on here that scared me. Though I think the only reason it got to me was that I was ten or eleven at the time. And you know what? People stop reminding us that we're old. Okay. All right. Thanks. Uh -huh. I was in my twenties uh -huh. when the site came about. My late twenties. Uh, it was 1305, the cat lure. It somehow got so deeply ingrained in my little head that looking back, I'm kind of sad that the article didn't live up to my memory of it. Oh, man, I'm with you there. Yes, uh, there's one or two, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, as for recent picks, I couldn't find things that generally horrified me, but I do have some that sent me on loops of deep thought and uncomfortable silence. And honestly, this is my commentary. Uh, I think that that's as often something we aim for with horror as the opposite. You know, uh, making us have deep thoughts and uncomfortable silence those are half the articles we talked about today the ones on my mind are 597 mother of all which is pretty good uh and 2718 what happens after yep that, that hey there's the article what happens after uh they both just unnerve Damarang. me Damarang, yeah uh they both just unnerve me in two completely different ways especially 2178 2718 god damn my brain wouldn't let me forget it, so I spent literal weeks thinking it over. Which is funny, given the effect. <laughs> so, anyways, cutting myself short here. No, you didn't. This is a novel. I'm excited to hear what you have to, all to say this week, and given some of the suggestions I saw, this should really be fun. But before I end this, I must say I hope you all had a wonderful day in recording it otherwise. Teeth Aww. out. Aww. That's, that's Aww. horror. Teeth out. Teeth out. Oh, keep them in. P.S. I'm blamming the time travel. Yes, people don't understand. If you want to extend the vowel sound in a word, you extend the vowel. This just says I'm blaming the time travel. Also, I don't know what you mean, teeth. <laughs> what time travel? <laughs> uh, all right. Next email. Well, we, we don't understand because of the time travel. No, oh, yeah. Fair enough. It's still illogical. All right. My turn. My turn. Real surreal, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's always such a. I, I feel. I, I feel like I want to like make a fiat here and say I always get to read this one just because I get. I like saying his name. Real surreal, sir. I do. Hello. Good name. Real surreal, sir. Real sir. Hello. 
So seeing what this episode's subject is to be about, it makes me wonder about genres more generally. <laughs> I got into SCP by horror connections, and for the horror it promised, but obviously SCP covers way more ground than just that. Think sci-fi, historical, drama, fantasy, etc. Even dance. So I was wondering, in y'all's opinions, what do you think are the most underexplored or underdeveloped genres and themes within the wiki, or just the kinds that have been underutilized within the SCP framework? Well, it's a good question. It is a good question. I can't think of the answer. I actually think we don't have a lot of space horror on SCP Wiki. Uh, yeah, there we are some. definitely do with more space horror. Right now. There are some. We need to have a third like... canon, I think. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, Dead Space or um, I'm trying to think of what's that movie? Uh, Event Horizon uh, or Alien, famously. Uh, yeah. And, you know, maybe there's not a lot of other types of media either that that are memorable but i always feel like a really good uh article about you know some decrepit abandoned spaceship uh, plagued by horrors would be real nice so get on that people. you i'm not gonna read it that, no, i'm not gonna write it but i'll read it <laughs> that, I mean, that like, you just going. made me realize um so i think there's a delay um I keep talking over people. Oh, but, it's my uh, fault. It's because we're weird. <laughs> there's a there's a there's an article which is like a, a spaceship. Part of the game. <laughs> it's like a God. basically like aliens torturing astronauts in a spaceship for yeah. fun, and I think it's maybe like a TV <laughs> program for them, something like that. But it's really really good. And if I had remembered it and found the number, nice. it would have been one of my picks oh, for this today's familiar. article. I will, I will find it someday. This was a very, <laughs> this is a very sensible comment though, Gregory, because I'm thinking like the Dead Space, and I'm thinking Prey and Alien Isolation mm -hmm. and video games. Like space horror is mm -hmm. such an important thing. and easily some of my favorite. Uh, yeah, all know, those I, are uh, phenomenal games. Yeah, I, I you System know, Shock. Yeah. Oh God. The, System Shock. I two. can't wait. Come <laughs> out. That was horrifying for many reasons. Yes. <laughs> Uh, God, I can't wait for that remake to come out. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, Space so, Horror. Yeah. yeah, for me, that's the one I think about the most honest. Uh, also, maybe some traditional fantasy. We don't see it. We see a lot yeah, of yeah, stuff yeah. that's inf influenced by it. You know, there's the Fae stuff, yeah. and there's certainly weird magic stuff. There was an attempt to make a canon, but it didn't go anywhere. The, yeah. I remember the people are often, every KCON now, people go, it's going to be fantasy, and then it's not. Which is why we just did fantasy in the previous contest. No, in six con, in no, six con, I meant we didn't. Well, no, this is this is the most recent one. <laughs> no, we did. Yeah, oh yeah, we did. We did nature. That's right. Yes, we didn't do fantasy at all. <laughs> How dare you? Uh... <laughs> well, they're gonna take away our seventh place win or sixth place win. Or... Yeah, they're gonna take it away. It's gonna be kicked out. I think we still did the best nature. I think we did a very. We we worked we it in that real good. We made it an allegory. Yes, I'm we did. Happy with it. Pat ourselves on the back again yes thanks for coming Dissadron. as always this was fantastic yeah this was wonderful thank you so much i've had a lovely evening you'll have to be back again yeah definitely and again and again <laughs> unfortunately um, we got through all our articles this time but that doesn't mean we can't just do another third horror <laughs> or we could do another <laughs> subject entirely it doesn't have to be horror. Yes, we um we could do we could do color related uh, articles <laughs> just drunk and drink uh, red moon and amaranthine uh, no, he doesn't want to give away whatever color he's going to do for the next one. That's true. That's true. 
Maybe oh god, I don't want to give you a complex. Like, if if you even have an idea that like maybe that is it, please don't make that. Don't take that as a <laughs> negative thing. I love those articles. <laughs> <I'm dead. laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So uh, we're getting out of here. So email here if you want to send us a message about you know honestly anything uh, is simplycreativepeople at gmail dot com. Uh, the Twitter is at s i m c r e a t. And my Twitter is at Gregory Carpin. At Harry Blank SCP. I don't think this John has it. Uh, I'm not on Twitter. You are smart, sir. Not a twit. You can find me via smoke signal or carrier pigeon. <laughs> oh, for nice. me, it's, it's blood sacrifice, honestly. Um. Anyway, Uh. yeah. Thank you for coming back yeah. on. It's always, always a pleasure to strung. It will be a pleasure again. We will we will be pleased all together in game as part of the gag. It's part of the gag. Part of the gag. It's part of the gag. Part of the gag.